This is a Fubar Radio podcast. Go to fubarradio.com for more details. Ian Boldsworth on Fubar Radio. I've been talking loads. Hello, welcome to the show. Unfortunately, I can't tell you who the guests are because Jacob sent me the email on Friday in some foreign language. Just mm. haven't got a clue what he was writing, so I think he thought I would go and Google and translate it. Just, just not bothered. Who's on the show, Nat? You tell me. Uh, at 2.30. First oh, first up, we have yeah. your friend, your good friend, Rob Rouse on the phone. Why is it going to be my good friend? You don't I do don't that. Know. You just say Rob right, Rouse. Rob Rouse is on the phone. He's a bloke a of man, his own, right? A man. It's a good start. Next. Guest number two at 2.30 in the studio, Catherine Bailey, an actress. She's coming in to talk about starring Actor, in all Terrence Davis's biographical drama, A Quiet Passion. It's about what? Emily Dickinson. Who's Emily Dickinson? Poet, you didn't know that, though, did you? Not really. And? And guest number three is Lucy Jane Parkinson. She is a performer, otherwise known as drag king, Louis Cipher, from the play Joan. What She's does that mean? What does that mean? Lucifer, isn't it? But it's Louis Cipher. Oh, I see. Yeah. That's good. She's in studio. Ian Boldsworth on Fubar Radio. You may have heard some of that grunting then. Welcome to the show. Uh, what's happening now? I, my trousers were not done up properly. <laughs> Why were they not done up properly? I don't know. I just must have just not done them up properly. When I, I don't really understand forward. what you were doing then. You were sort of wriggling in your chair and it was like you were trying to undo them. No, it, that, was what that was like, up. that was like someone who's like severely overweight. You're not, but it was like someone who's severely overweight trying to undo their trousers. And I was trying to do them up. Not down. Okay, and why were they undone? Did you use Trump? Was that Trump? No. I think you did a Trump then. I didn't do a Trump. I want to wind that back and listen. I think there was a Trump there then. I hit my knee. No, I just didn't do them up properly because I was in a hurry to get back here. Okay, what have you been doing this morning? Sent some emails, had some macaroni cheese. Who did you email? Um, Some PRs. Where did you get macaroni cheese from? Downstairs. What PR? Ten letter. For what? For guest. what reason? What for, guest? For a guest on Wednesday's show. Whose show? I don't do a show on Wednesday night. Not your show. Why are you working on other shows on the day that I'm doing my show? Well, because your show is kind of sorted. You say kind of sorted. I've just told you the email that I got. Um, the first line of it was in gibberish. Well, hang on. But they were underneath. <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Come in. Um, I well, mean, I say gibberish, uh, I mean yeah, Polish. Yeah, yeah that's I mean it. Polish. So I'm not sure you can just that dismiss a foreign language sorry, as gibberish. Sorry, sorry. Um, um, But uh, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't make any sense. I know, well, you've got to bear in mind, I'm not going to read past that. I can't even pronounce it, because it's all, like... Polish. It's all gibberish letters, isn't it? <laughs> Just telling Lady Stardust that we are live today. Inquiring. I don't, what does it matter? Because they want to get in touch, don't they? And they want to What do they want to get in touch to about? I Just know. told you the show's packed. Yeah, there's no time What are you ringing it? in for, Rob? Oh, but look, Jay Barker said, fuck What does Jay want? It's time for my weekly break from crippling depression by listening to you. We're not, we're not doctors, Jay. But it's nice to help from depression. This isn't NHS Direct. I'm going to cheer him up with a retweet. There are you going, go. to retweet, you're going to retweet his depression to everybody now, No, his, his, uh, his t- break from crippling depression. I can't guarantee that this will be any sort of break from crippling depression. And it's not been a great... So I don't want people to use this, like... Therapy. You know what I mean? There's a pan or something. I mean, I know why you've just said that, so... Why have we just said that? Because I told you I accidentally took some on Friday. But I would have said it anyway. Yeah, you would, yeah. But again, Natalie draws back the curtain and shows you behind the scenes. So why did you take some diazepam on Friday, mm-hmm. Nat? I, th- I thought it was a sleep... Well, it kind of is a sleeping tablet. I, I went to my mum's... Yeah, in the same sense that cyanide is. <laughs> I went to my mum's and I said, can I have a sleeping tablet? She went, yeah, it's on the side, so I should have probably checked, but I took a diazepam instead. I did sleep well. So it's on the side, so you just went and took a random pill from the side? And why yeah. is your mum on diazepam? What's that? Well, I know. Well, Do you know what? You don't have to answer that. The proof is sat right <laughs> in front of me. That's not it. She's on everything. Uh, so what happened to you on diazepam? Well, I just felt a bit, woo, a bit 
woozy, nice, and then went to sleep for most of Saturday. So it was quite nice. You took a lot of drugs, don't you? Like in the time mm, that I've legal, known you, you've legal. been a, yeah, but well, medicinal. Yeah, prescription drugs. Prescription, though. yeah. But that's prescription that's drugs are often poorly, very though. bad for you, aren't they? Yeah, that was because I haven't been very well. What what ones have you taken? What's the most strongest one? You most strongest? That's terrible that- English. What was the one I was um, texting you when I was in hospital? Was it was it morphine or methadone? Okay, it was. I don't think it was morphine. morphine. I, I think, think no, it was. It was morphine. it was morphine. It was the drip. It was morphine drip. That's okay. why I had it, and it wasn't strong enough. And you went ask for the gas and air. But you also do sexting when you're not high as well. So well, I don't do sex. It wasn't no, sexting. Did you do sexting? I wasn't. I wasn't sexting. Um, I finished Twin Peaks. I know. I don't. I'd rather you didn't. I know what you're going to say. What I'm, am I going to say? I told you yesterday we we're going to have a fight. What am I going to say? You just that you didn't like it. I didn't say that. You said. I said. How's Annie? You went. I couldn't care less. Yeah, that's true. Because so I don't think you like the series. Well, these are spoilers for the end of Twin Peaks, aren't they? So if you've not seen Twin Peaks, then don't don't listen for the next sort of hour and a half. <laughs> um, well, so the the end of Twin Peaks ends on a, on kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Which I don't mind in and of itself, but they knew it wasn't coming back. Uh, did they know it had been at that cancelled? point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew oh, at that point. Maybe they'd filmed it. Already. So it was kind of a shitty trick. No, they hadn't. They hadn't filmed it already, as far as I'm aware. So. To end on a cliffhanger when mm. you know full well. I mean, that's a finger to the fans, isn't it? Is it not? Always? I didn't think it was. A f- I didn't think it was a finger to me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> I don't think David Lynch thought it was specifically a finger to you, but I, I think that Listen. it's a bit insulting, isn't it, to the fans? Um. It? Yeah, I thought it was okay. It went very different in the very last episode, like hugely different. Dark, darker. Well, yeah, but it was. Um, oh, see, look, being told off by Stardust weren't ringing in silly. So why? So why is he asked? That's the question. So oh, why? Okay. Why have you asked Stardust? Why did you ask Stardust? If you asked why is it live, but you weren't going to ring in, then why did you ask that question? Can you explain to me what happened there? Why you asked that question? Because there's no reason, is there? Is there, Rob? Anyway. Um, I went Twin Peaks there, didn't I? Ooh. So it, I, uh, I didn't say I hated it. I didn't say it was no, rubbish. I, the, I said I wasn't bothered. the vibe from you, and I said we were going to have a fight like, mm. if you were to go bad on it. Okay, then I think it was dreadful. No! I think the ending of Twin Stop Peaks it. was dreadful. Well, okay, maybe the ending... Um, could have been slightly more tied up. Okay, so you agree it was dreadful? I don't think it was dreadful when I saw it. You both. sort of agree it's dreadful, don't no, you? No, I don't, I don't sort of agree. It was infuriating. I'll say what's wrong with it. More. What's wrong with it is, mm. is it jumps too far mm. over episode. So it jumps too far. I've no issue with something being arty and all that sort of stuff or being a bit unusual or you don't really know what's going on. I've got no problem with that, but you can't jump from relatively straightforward to that in one episode. It does go quite berserk. You've got to build to it. And up until that point, Twin Peaks had built to that. So when it went more surreal and more more odd, it had built to that over time. Yeah. And then they just took a huge leap at the end. It was dreadful. Well, Annie's not coming back in the new series. Look, some some cast members are not. Donna isn't. The little man isn't. Um, you know, Is he not? The Red Room man. He's not coming back. Why is he not coming back? I don't know, actually. He's still alive, so I don't know. Did he not reach his post box to get the contract? <laughs> Maybe he has got it and he doesn't know. <laughs> Terrible. Um, I'd have thought he would have been back. I liked him. Uh, well, Heather Graham was the girl who was in it, wasn't she? She doesn't age. No, but she's not in the new one. She's not, no. Which is odd, really, because mm. she's doing, at the moment, adverts for Foxy Bingo. Ka-ching. Everyone likes bingo. Yeah, but, you know, come on. Yeah, that's true. From Twin Peaks to... <laughs> what on earth are you playing at, doing adverts bingo. for Foxy Bingo? But maybe she wasn't asked, I don't know. Mm. Um, so, the new series... Are we going to do some stuff on air about the new series? I'd like to. Yeah, we're definitely going to get someone from the Twin Peaks UK Fest. Okay. Um, but I'd like some cast members. Who would you like? Who's your dream Bob, team? Obviously, you know it's Bobby Briggs. Hang on, is uh, Rob back again? Tweeting. 
Might want to tweet in later. Just checking you would receive if hypothetical tweet was Celsa sent. Also wanted attention. I mean, we'd get the tweet. Again, that's what... But why did you not just do that? Why did you not just do the tweet? Like, do you know what? He did this to me yesterday. What tweet? He you? sent me a message yesterday saying, I've got a question. Saying, are you laughing? And that, that was, the, that was the, the message he sent. Is that what then just ask me the fucking question, Rob? But you'd still get it, Rob, if, if you acted... I'm really busy. If you weren't here, you'd still see it, even if you weren't... You'd still be live somewhere. Yeah. If, if you didn't want to call in. And if it was relevant, or if we thought there was any point in reading it out, we'd do it like in the next show, wouldn't we? Well, I think you should send it in anyway, or you can answer it. It's going to be rubbish. Well, I don't know. I've got faith in Rob. I am confident oh. it's going to be dreadful. Okay. So, Rob, the, now, oh, there's a lady stardust on Twitter. Rob... I am confident whatever you tweet is going to no. be dreadful. So prove me wrong, mate. I, I've got. I feel like he's going to prove you wrong. Prove me wrong, Rob. Our PDT said Rob just likes getting bollocked. It's his thing. I just mm. walked straight into this trap. Oh, is that what Rob wanted? Um, I want uh, Madchen. Madchen and Mick, and I want Bobby Briggs. I want Dana Ashbrook. We're not only at the same time because they do kissing in the program, they and, do I, and I don't approve of that. Okay. No, I don't either. But he is a good kisser, though you can tell. We've had this conversation before now, and tell. I think it's genuinely obsessing. What? That he, this kiss, he's a good no, kisser? That, no, that you've even thought about that. That you've even watched him kiss someone else and go, oh, that. Uh, you've fantasised about how that would feel? Yeah. It's horrible now. No, it's, it's hot. I find it really obsessing. Okay. I'm going to put some music on, right. and then we're going to speak to Rob. Because Rob. Uh, this is uh, Rob Rouse. Yeah, Rob Rouse. Rob's busy from three, I think, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to squeeze him in. Have a quickie. <laughs> I'm going to squeeze him in right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to squeeze him in and get him out of the way fast. Mm. Slow fade. Slow fade's coming down now. Very slow. That's it. Nice and gentle. Three, two, one, and we're finished there. What a good choice from you. That was, oh, no, it's still going. Happy Mondays with Kinky Afro. Mm. There we go. Enjoy it. I love it. Good. That's nice. Um, so we're joined now on the Teflone by Rob Rouse. Hello, Rob. Hello, Ian. <laughs> Hello, Rob. Oh, calling... How are you? All right, calling you from London. Yeah, oh, wait, uh, that's, this is incredible technology because I'm speaking to you yeah. live. Yes. Uh, from the Peak District. The Peak District, which is, of course yeah. is in Manchester. It's, it's, it's not far away, that's near enough. Near that's enough near to enough. Manchester, isn't it, I would say. Yeah, it's like the hills overlooking Manchester. <laughs> yeah, we're not known for our geography on this show, Rob, don't worry about that. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm just a trained geography teacher, what would I know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, God, you are, aren't you? I, forget, I yeah, always forget yeah, you were yeah. a teacher, I think, because I never really believed it. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I just, you know, I was, I was a mover and shaker in that business, and <laughs> um, I was going to go places, but, you know, anyway, you know, <laughs> different chapter of my life, mate. I don't, I don't like to brag about it, but um, I could do, but I shall, because well, I'm not that good guy. What would I don't brag on about it, you know what I mean? <laughs> What would be your top boast? If I know you wouldn't want to brag about being a geography teacher, but what would be your top boast if you were to brag about it, mate? Oh, I start, started out at 12 and a half grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not bad, that, is it? Cause you get no, good, it's not bad, that, is it? Good holidays yeah. as well, isn't it? Oh, mate, yeah. Barely, barely working. Barely working. I mean, I worked at Weatherspoons, mate. I wasn't even on 10 grand a year. Nowhere near it. There we go. There we go. And you're exactly. The, you're, yeah. And I had to work all year round. You're there on 12 and a half grand, mate. And some have got your feet yeah. up. Yeah, sometimes it just didn't go in. Didn't bother going in. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Just send, it, just, just send in a dummy wearing a corduroy suit, mate. Send him into the sausage brain farm. Yeah, and in that time, in that year, when you did that, they, they saw no difference in results. No, exactly, but there was severe disciplinary action. But no, <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it's not the sort of thing we boast about, Rob. So anyway, look, we, um, me and yourself go way back, right? We do, yeah. I mean, this is... This is uh, 
This is mad, isn't it? Because, of course, we used to work on the radio, didn't we? Yeah, we, we did, uh, eh? We did. We, we on, did. on BBC London. That's right, the LGLR station. We did that. We, yeah. we ruined that. <laughs> we, were, we were ousted, uh, I believe, for uh, um, talk jock Vanessa Phelps, weren't we? <laughs> Do you know what? We genuinely were. Vanessa yeah. Phelps took over us a lot. Oh, really? <laughs> Quite I forgot different. about that. It's quite different. Um, there were many reasons we were chucked off that station. Um, and I think between myself and yourself, we sort of split them. But, you know, we both... I think we both had... John, who was also with the John Williams, he, yeah. he sort of glued it together, really, didn't he? He did. He did. He, a, did. he did a good job, and he hit travel. I, absolutely. Who, who, so I, I can't... Just want to say hello to your, your friend who's in there with you. Who, who else oh, Natalie. Hello. Hi, Natalie. How Hi. are you? I'm good. How are you? Really, I'm very well, thank you. It's very nice to speak to don't, you. I was, just don't, you, don't you, need, you need the, the adhesive, the glue that holds things That's together, right, as I'm sure Natalie is in your department. So. Right, Thanks, right. Let me just let you. me just stop you there. Uh, don't listen yeah. to anything he says. Right. There is nothing adhesive about Natalie King. Okay, very sticky. Ian, Ian, I'm trying to talk to Natalie. Thank I you. I do apologise. Carry on, Rob. Thank you. Rob. Thank you. <laughs> but I remember, I remember Natalie. We we did a show on BBC London, and John, who was uh, the third member of our group, yeah, there was one week where there was only John there. Oh, and yeah. That week they booked Brian Blessing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I believe there's a tape of it somewhere where I think John asked Brian Blessed one question. And then, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh. And, and he talks suddenly for about an hour and a half, and by the end of it, he's literally bouncing John up and down on his face, <laughs> <laughs> regaling with stories of his life. Um, I, I'll have that tape somewhere because I've got the tapes of all of them, but I've got nothing to play the tapes on. Ah, but I still do own. I've got all We've the got tapes. Tape to tape decks up here in the Peak District, mate. I can, I can come up there and get some tapes to tapes, can't I? Yeah, we, we got it up here, and we've got we've got a new bit technology. It's just arrived. Yes. Yesterday, called high speed dubbing. Ooh. Shush! Now, what is that? Yeah. Well, what, what it is is you, you can put uh, you can copy one cassette to another cassette tape. Right. But, that, uh, that'll take ages, twice mate. The speed. What? Standard play. Yeah. Yeah. And what? And that, that, that's, that's actually a real thing now. Yeah, yeah, mate, this is happening now. Yeah, literally, as real as it is me talking to you on the telephone. It's incredible. So you, you, so if you can imagine, Ian and Natalie, you could record <laughs> yeah. a 45-minute C90. Which would take with, 45 minutes to transfer. For, yeah, 45 minutes to transfer. You could record that onto another blank cassette. Right. It's just under 23 minutes. Duh, wow. think, I think you're on a, an e-tablet, mate. <laughs> And what I'd like to say, as I said that, I just put my foot up uh, on, on the arm of the chair just to make the point. <laughs> I think you dreamt it, Rob. Um, they, were, they were good, though, them shows. I think that I, was th- I was regaling someone the other day about those shows, because I went to see Bat Out of Hell the other week, uh, the musical. Mm. Yes. Name drop. And um, how's that a name yeah, drop? I'll, I'll get that one. Yeah. <laughs> how's that a name drop? <laughs> Wait till he mentions the beefcake, Rob. <laughs> Um, okay. And I, I'm not. It's, it's not. It's not uh, relevant to what I'm saying. What What I'm saying is, is I was worried it was going to be like We Will Rock You, right? Because I never saw We Will Rock You, but you and John got free tickets through the radio. I, I couldn't oh, go for whatever. We had reason. a great time though. But then we oh, went. I, I just had a guest arrive in, so it's my friend Zoe's delivering a, a pie <laughs> and some bread. Thank you very much, Zoe. You, you can stay if you like. Are you sure? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Just had a, this is again. This happens in the Peak District. What? They just bring your food to you? Yeah, just bring my food to me. <laughs> That's crazy, Rob. Uh, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a cream chocolate sponge. <laughs> oh God, the other phone's gone off now. I, I'm not. So what you else? Wait, you got two phones. Am I meant to answer? The, I don't know where it is. It's hidden. <laughs> I'll leave it. And it, it's 
Uh, it's, it's my wife. I, I should Rob. Rob. Yeah. Are you are you self-employed? <laughs> I'm self-employed. <laughs> I mean, this is how busy this is how busy my life is, Ian. Preparing for the tour, getting things ready, getting in the sourdough, Rob. getting a chocolate bun stuff into the house. Rob. Yeah. Has anyone like talked through like things like tax and stuff with you as well? Oh, don't worry about. It. Yes, no, I'm very good on my tax. I'm very good on my tax. Keep all my receipts. Yeah, well, that, that's good. Yeah, that's all you got to do, mate. Keep all your receipts yeah. and then just hope keep for the best. All your <laughs> yeah. Just keep them, and then eventually they, they come and knock down the door with one of those uh, things <laughs> they use on Jeremy Kyle programming. Yeah, when he goes out into the street, what? and then they break into people's homes and say, uh, "You know, yeah, stop, stop taking the, uh, stop smoking spice and Rob, get out there." Spice. Rob, those things. Yeah, I think you're thinking of like the Cook Report or something. I don't think the Cook Report. Yeah, but I was, that was my first thought, but I thought, you know, your listeners are so young and hip, Ian. Yeah. Um, you know, first, they'll be offended, offended by me using the word hip. But yeah. secondly, they won't know who Roger Cook is. They won't. That's very yeah. true. But they won't. We, we, could ex- we could explain it, couldn't we? I don't think Jeremy Carl goes out with a sledgehammer, mate, and just breaks into people's houses and says, stop taking the spice. Roger Cook didn't go out with a sledgehammer either. But he went doorstepping, didn't he? But not, he didn't he kick in the yeah. door. Not what? Kicking the door, <laughs> did he? You have to clear that one up. Look, we can no, all m- misremember things. Right. Roger Cook, yeah, yes, he, he would ask them searching questions on the doorstep. Yeah, yeah doorstep, exactly. that's what he did. All I was going to say... And then he would, then he would wedge, his, uh, wedge his moccasin just yeah. in the, in yeah. the corner of the door. Yeah. Mate, all I was going to say is that when you, you and John came back from that musical, John, I think, did you help him or I think John did it? He rewrote, he did Guns N' Roses, the musical. We did, yeah, we did a Guns N' Roses musical, yeah. And um, and that's what I thought about what the hell was going to be like, but it wasn't, it was wonderful. But anyhow, <laughs> uh, tour, Rob, you're on tour. I am, yes, I'm, I'm on tour. I'm uh, well, This week... Are you making it to all the venues, Rob? I should I should know this because I just tweeted out that I was coming Colchester. on... Colchester? Thursday, Thursday, where no. are you? Colchester. Yeah. Correct, where are you on Friday? Banbury. Uh, Friday. Um, Banbury, Banbury, Banbury. Banbury. Millards. Yes, yeah. brilliant. Saturday? Uh, Br- uh, Bridport. Yes. Bridport Arts. Yeah, yeah. It's in Dorset. Dorset. That's nice. Yeah. That as well. But it's a bit of a trek, man. Oh, it's lovely down there. I'll take me. I'll take me fishing rod. Mm. What for? I just. I, I always try. If I do have any gigs on the coast, I always try and catch a mackerel before I leave. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I think you like to be seen with the fishing rod. You're going to no, turn no, up I at the gig with it. With it. No, I, I don't take it into the gig. I'm not. I'm not fishing from the gig. I fish. <laughs> I'll, I'll find a modest B&B and I'll stay in there afterwards and then in the morning I'll, I'll cast out into the sea and try and catch a mackerel for breakfast what, mm. what has happened mate that's nice. it's, it's not, I mean I've never caught one but no 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 <laughs> <laughs> well what you should do is get a little uh, tub of mackerel paste yeah and then end of the day you'll have had a nice relaxing day just sat there looking at the water in that you know musing yeah reflecting and then if you're not caught nothing just look away and hook put the hook on your mackerel paste but look away while you're doing it yeah. And chuck it in the water, reel it in. Hey presto, it's ready for the ready for the plate, that mate. And that'll give me the exact same effect of catching a mackerel. If anything, it, it yeah. sorts out a lot of the fuss. Things that you don't you don't really want to do, like, you know, shoving knives in it and all that. You cut cut exactly. to the chase. Well yeah, exactly. You don't have the, the brutality of uh, ending a life in order to, to eat its flesh. Exactly, because exactly, someone's done that for you. Hey, I've just I'm seen twenty not... second of April, Rob, you're at Finchley Arts Depot. Yeah, yeah, Finchley Arts Depot, that's kind of where it all started for us, isn't it? That's, there? that's full circle, that, isn't it, man? Finchley yeah, Arts Depot, when me and Rob started, was a, a car park. It was just a... really? Yeah, yeah, it was just wasteland, and they used to, uh, you could park on it. Because it was right at the end of my road, down uh, uh, Nether Street in Finchley, where I used to live. That's right. 
and that's Saturday the 22nd of April. It is, yes, yeah. That's yeah, right, yeah, 22nd yeah. of April. So that's, um, I've still got loads of videos of me, Rob and John, walking around Finchley, just be, causing yeah. mischief. Oh, I thought you yes. meant gigs. I thought you were starting in a car no, park. No, we did, we did gigs as well. In a car park? No. Okay. And there was, there was, there was a lovely man who used to walk up and down the high street and, and he'd say the best of life to you the best of luck is what he shouted best of luck um, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to make you sad now Rob go back yeah do you know that he died Oh. Yeah, his name was Horace White. He was wonderful. Oh, bless him. Okay. He was, uh, no matter what the weather, he was an eccentric guy anyway, and no matter yeah. what the weather, a big black guy, bald head, Yeah. Um, he, would, he would wear a big parka, no matter how yeah. hot it was. He mm-hmm. was streaming yeah. with sweat some days. You do that. I do, actually, yeah, yeah that's true. But Horace would shout, um, I used to say, he used to call me Mr. Bowlesworth, because he used to say he was a formal that's gentleman. Right. Yeah. He was brilliant, wasn't he? He'd say, I'm, I'm a formal gentleman. I'd say, no, my name's Ian. He'd go, no, I'm going to call you Mr. Bowlesworth, because I'm a formal gentleman. Yeah. And um and he would just shout the best of luck to people. The best of luck. The best of luck. He, he really meant it as well. He absolutely meant it. He was wonderful, but he died, yeah. He died. Oh. There's a there's a plaque to him on um on the high street now. I believe there is, yeah. They were trying to make one or a bench or something like that, but yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, if I I'm I'm gonna make sure I get there early enough to pay homage to him on um, on Saturday, twenty second of April. In Finchley at the Arts Depot. But let's go back to the fifteenth of April. Where are you there? Oh god. Don't, we're not testing uh, him on his tour oh, sorry, uh, Bernard Castle, the Witham. Bernard Castle, yeah, Witham, which is in the northeast. Yeah. Right. Then we've got on the 16th of April, you're at Salford Lowry. The Salford Lowry, Which, yes. again, yeah. will be a hop, skip and jump from uh, where... Didn't, wasn't up to start crowing uh, in Salford in the first series? No, no, we did, uh, well, start, we did all of that down in London. Doesn't, yeah. w- doesn't work then, what I was going to say. What I said wasn't, no. it doesn't work now. Don't panic about it, just keep riffing. Much to say. Let's go to the 21st of April. Lincoln Engine yep. Shed. Yeah. What, what, just, yeah. Can, we, can we have a conversation as well as reading okay. the dates? Well, it's coming up in Birmingham. Give us a memory of Birmingham from you two. No, because we're already in the middle of another conversation. Oh, where are we, where are we oh, now? Lincoln? We're Hang in Lincoln. on. So, um, you, do, you do need to just have a bit of mediation. I want to talk to you about Upstart Crow. <laughs> yeah, go on. Is that all right? Yeah, of course. Because you've just done second series, recorded. Just done series two, yep. Um, with little Benji. <laughs> That's right, yes. And Emma Thompson, <laughs> she said she's doing Yeah, so. Emma Thompson played the Queen, mm-hmm. exactly. I met her. Did you meet her, Rob? I did meet her, yeah. <laughs> How was that? What is it like meeting her? Oh, she was terrific. She, um, was, she was everything she everything you could have hoped for and more, and what, absolutely. And what she did she delightful. say to you? What did, she, did she say to you something first, or you say something first? Uh... She said, she said, hello, uh, and I you've said, hi, I'm Rob, and she said, I'm Emma, you've and not... I said, I like your dungarees, and she said, right, thank you, bye, um, Rob. and she, did, she, she was very kind, Rob. really kind, she was just really friendly, she came in, she was just chatting. <laughs> you've not, met, you've not met her, have you, Rob? I have met her, you've I met her met her. You've not, you've, you've clearly not met her, because you, you did not say, I like your dungarees, and then we just got no, chatting. No, I did, I did say I like your dungarees, she had, she had a pair of cream dungarees on, they were really, they were really cool, I, I like don't, them. I don't think you've met her. Cream I don't think you've even met Ben Alton. I have. I've met all of them. I don't I think you've, you've not met Harry Enfield. Ask me how tall he is. How tall is Ben Alton? Uh, five, uh, seven foot nine. No, wrong. Wrong. Because you know, I, do, you know do you know why I know? Go on. Because he's one of the very few people in this business we call show who I've come across. Yeah. Who um, was uh, seemed to be a little bit shorter than me when I was talk, talking to him. Right, uh, but then, then again, though, Ian, back in the day, you used to wear like one of those Cuban heels, like Tom Cruise, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, whenever possible. 
Yeah. Stunt, or, stunts or, or allowing. The shoes you get out the back of these Sunday supplements that make you four inches higher. <laughs> right. Now, now you have now you have broken a trust. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man. Um, I'm, is the tour going well? Is it all happy and stuff? I'm having a great time. It's really, I love it. It's great fun. It's really good fun. No. No one can tell you what to do, man. This is you true. Do you want. You've just done it, haven't you? You just got. You've just yeah. gone and done it. I just got and did one. Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. It's great fun. It's um, so I love it. I love it. I love being out on the road. I love it. Okay. Well, look. All the tour dates are on uh, robrouse.com. Also, your podcast. I, I rarely recommend podcasts to people because because oh. I'm sort of. Oh, that's my wife now. She's ringing again. <laughs> Well, if you want to hear more of Rob talking to his wife or not talking to her or just not, not answering the phone, is it every week your podcast now? Is he just going? It's something about Chesterfield, sorry. Uh, it wasn't my wife, it was, it was a, it's a nuisance caller, I'm sorry. <laughs> is the podcast every week, Rob? It, it is, we've had a slight uh, hiatus because I accidentally folded a biro into my computer <laughs> which broke the screen. So I couldn't edit it, but I just fitted one. I got one off uh, eBay and put it in with some tiny screwdrivers, and it's, it all worked. <laughs> Do you know what, mate? Yeah. It's called the Day Night Pod. Uh, Day Night Pod. Uh, sometimes, Rob, from afar, because we like we used yeah. to chat every day, and now I see you from time to time. I pass across yeah. from time to time. It's always lovely to see you. But sometimes I see you from afar, and I see you doing like you know the Upstart Crow, and I see your podcast and the rest of it, and I see that you're touring, and I, I'm delighted that you're doing well on your tour and all the rest of it. And <clears throat> I think I'm so I'm so glad that like you know that Rob's sort of realised everything. Rob's, you know, sort of realised the dream and is doing it brilliantly now and has got it all sort of sorted out. But then I talk to you. Yeah. And, and <laughs> it's not... Nothing's changed, has it, mate? Well, well I, should, I think you should always remember that whenever you see a swan swimming across um, a, a, a flat mill pond... Yeah. ...underneath, it's constantly pooing a wing into the water. <laughs> isn't, isn't that a beautiful thought to leave us with? <laughs> They're all doing their businesses in the pond. That's what, you should never swim in them. Yeah, don't swim because swans have done their business in it. Yeah, yeah. A, a wee, uh, a, a bee did a wee on my uh, wife yesterday as it flew past. Well, I, I, it's a shame that it wasn't you because that would be. Do you know what? Me and Rob did three Edinburghs together, right? Mm. Three Edinburgh fringes together, and one year, Rob, and this is genuinely true, you yep. s- um, weed on a member of the audience on purpose. Ask him. Every night. Why? Every night. Why? I'm certain that it was part of a sketch. (laughs) (laughs) Was it actual weed though? It wasn't real. It wasn't weed. What what I had was I had a little um, uh, a little kind of little plastic bottle, like a pipette, wasn't it? Had a hole in the end, like a gif bottle. Yeah. That we have. Um, and and then and the idea was that my character, who uh, character, uh, character, (laughs) mercilessly bullied. <laughs> by the other character who was a bully um, <laughs> in the show and then I would seek a bit of solace and I would just play a simple game of fetch uh, with someone in the audience and then having uh, played fetch to them three times I would have clearly taken a shine to them yeah. and I was on their knee and uh, as I was so relaxed they were wee on them yeah. <laughs> every single and night it, and it was and it, and it sounds genuinely as I say it out loud as a, as a as a grown man it sounds it sounds horrific <laughs> It, was, it only ever seemed to generate lots of laughter and, and then a feeling of warmth and charm, didn't it? Yeah, is, there was something quite pure about it, wasn't there? It was pure. Yeah, except for one, one that afternoon when we did it in uh, Edinburgh, there was a lady who liked it a bit too much and it got a bit scary. It got out of hand, didn't it? Genuinely some true. Some people do like being weed on. Yeah, but yeah, I've never seen it... Yeah, certainly did. I've never seen it quite, by a reaction. Yeah, quite so brazenly. Um, yeah. 
displayed in public. Oh, I want to see. What did she do? She put like tongue out. Don't worry about that. Uh, Robbie, lots of love, man. So (laughs) nice speaking with you. It's so nice to speak to you too. It's really nice, isn't it? After all these years. After all these years, mate. We're still going. Yeah, still alive. (laughs) Take care, Bob. Thank you. Lots of love to you. You too, man. Bye bye. Thanks for having us on. See you later. Bye Bye bye. If it wasn't for you, there would be no me. Beg your pardon, Nat. <laughs> Black knob, I was about Sorry, Nat, what you say? The one to the left of the silver. I just told you to say, we literally, I put the mics when you said the black one. What was, the that, knob, what was that about? The knob, the volume knob. The black, the black knob. <laughs> what are you, again, you're showing behind the curtains of what happens no, when, no, the, when saying, the music's on, Turn you? the volume down, it's the one next to yours. You are silver. Oh, I say, I didn't understand what you meant, because all I heard you say was, was uh, the black one. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're joined now by <laughs> Catherine Bailey. Hi, Catherine. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you. Now, you're here today to talk about A Quiet Passion. That's right, yes. yes which is a film. It yeah. is. Um, in which you're starring at... Oh, I'm not going to say that, am I? You're starring <laughs> you can, as... I don't mind. I'm going to try to say it, hang on. <laughs> Fryling Buffum. Yes, and my character even says about her own name that it sounds like an anagram. Um, it was we just <laughs> it looks like one. It, it genuinely does. Yeah, it does, isn't it? We we just called her Miss VB on set because okay, okay. it was just easier. Um, but she was real. She was a real person called Vryling Buffum, and I'm really pleased I never had to say it because people yeah. say it to me when you know when it's your character. So what this is about? Um, have you got a red dwarf T-shirt? Is that a red dwarf T-shirt? I think it's well spotted. I yeah. work on red dwarf. Yeah. Oh my god. He loves red dwarf. Yeah. I don't, what do you mean I love it? And you work on it. It's good to love for your work. Don't cast me off as a little fanboy. You are a fan of Red Bull. Fair enough. It's not a bad thing. I'm a fan of it because I work on it. Okay. I'm super impressed. I Thank didn't you. know that you would spot that. My sister bought me this. It's give, nice. Give Keisha a chance. I'm not entirely sure it's uh, official merchandise from the looks of it. So I will not comment on I don't that. really want to uh, push it too far because I'm obviously legally obliged to inform the company if I see any such thing. Very good. No, um, no comment. So, so, are you a big fan of Red Dwarf? I am. Are you yeah. not a fast, really? I'm not, no, no, I am. Don't especially the early fast. ones. Especially the early ones. Have you never been in it? No. Not bitter. No, I haven't. No. I'd like you could to still be. be in it. Mm. Still, I could try, still going. I? Yeah. Still going. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll get some details off you afterwards. Right I'll just put your name forward. Brilliant. Um, so Thanks that's what we much. should do, actually, with all the guests from now onwards. We'll just say, we'll make it out make out as if I can help their careers. On, ask them what their favourite TV show is and then say... Say, I work so on that. I work on that show, but he does actually work on Red Dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. for, yeah. I don't work on it, I work, work on it. Work on it. Um, <laughs> so th- this is about, this film, The Quiet Passion, mm-hmm. is about Emily Dickinson. Yes, that's right. Now, here's the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. <laughs> what? I don't. Okay, so Emily Dickinson was a poet yes. writing in the 19th century. And she's... Terence Davis, who wrote the film, calls her the genius of 19th century poetry. And she wrote uh, 1,800 poems. Okay. And she wrote them all from her little homestead in Amherst in, As- in Massachusetts, which yep. is... Uh, when you go there, which we did to shoot the film, it's quite extraordinary the stuff she was producing, this sort of sort of out there stuff she was producing considering she was living this very small town life Um, but yeah hopefully this film will bring her to more and more people because I wasn't too familiar with her work either but uh, her poetry is exquisite and everyone needs to hear it I think so how does it is it was just did you just go cast for it and that was it you were in it yeah so yeah that easy no I, I <laughs> yeah, went in that's, isn't that how it works that's how you just go audition, I think you go for an audition I think audition, and then, yeah. and then you film, or, it, film it the next day I think yeah or we speak to you and you fix <laughs> yeah, it for yeah, us yeah, uh, I get your own stuff yeah, yeah. <laughs> no I went in to do a tape and uh, then got called back to meet the man himself to meet Terence Davis yeah uh, who I knew about from films like uh, The House of Mirth mm-hmm. and Sunset Song mm-hmm. And uh, so it's a big deal, any Terence Davis. It's very much so. 
yeah, yeah. yeah and he'd given me a reference he'd seen my tape and then said right you need to do uh, you need to perform this in a certain way he wanted it to be american but a sort of archaic american accent and so he asked me to look at olivia de havilland in the heiress 1949 okay. film and that accent's almost english it's very sort of refined american if you like so i did my homework and uh was he, this still before you got the part you haven't got the part, the part. No. but you know at that point don't you well i didn't well, you, yeah, but you know you're, you're well, you know there. you got a recall yeah. yeah yeah so i was in the room with him and the producers and um they, I knew it was filming soon. I knew they didn't have much time. Anyway, I sort of left the room, got downstairs, got a phone call from my agent saying, y- you got it. Can you go back up and, and say hello? And I went, yeah. Say hello. Okay. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I was like, we've done this bit. Anyway, so Imagine if you'd in. done that and they'd gone, oh, no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be so embarrassed they'd have to do it to me then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I went back in and uh, they said, great, you're on next week. Wow. Oh. So, yeah, straight away, straight in. But that's how you want it, isn't it, with them yes. things? Because it is a horrible thing to go to castings. Because you have got... Do you do that thing where you just have to just forget about it the second you're out of there? 100%, yeah. Even if you've really... I've had, one, I've had ones where I've been... I've really enjoyed it. And I thought, oh, that was... Oh, I nailed that. I was okay. And we got on really well and stuff. And you give yourself the part. Yes. Mm. Like, on the tube, you give yourself right. the part. You're like, oh, this can't... But I can't possibly not get this. And yeah. then you don't. And then, like, two years later, you're going, oh, they've clearly not, they've clearly not decided yet. Because <laughs> we've heard nothing at all. And then the film comes out, and you're like, oh, I guess they did decide, because now someone else is someone else has got the Oscar. I had one, I went for one for some Peter Pan remake. I don't know if it ever got made or not, but it was to play Smee in a Peter Pan remake. The one with Hugh Jackman, didn't that come out? No, I don't think it was that. Last I think they were making one at the same time. Okay. It was only a couple of years ago. And it did really well in the casting, and we were getting, getting along with me in the casting direction and stuff. And then she said, oh, it's, well, it's filming in Prague or something like that. And I went, oh, I've not got a passport. She think I'd be able to get one in time. <laughs> and she <laughs> right. said... And she went, oh, well, we'll see, we'll see. And that was it. So I was, oh. even if I had got it, I hadn't got it. Oh. There was no chance. And my manager said to me, why did you say you haven't got... We could have sorted out a work permit or something. Why did you say you haven't got a passport? Because I was worried. Oh. I wanted to warn them that yeah. I would be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's coming out uh, in UK cinemas on April 7th. That's it. Have you had a premiere? We've had several, actually. We went to Berlin Film Festival last year, okay, which is the first time I'd seen it yeah, in yeah. A, a cinema with 2,000 people, which was slightly daunting, but brilliant. It went down very well. And then it was at uh, the New York Film Festival, the London Film Festival. Um, so I've seen it a few times now, so it feels like it's already, uh, for me, I've already been you know, in those sort of glitzy, red carpety sort of venues. Do you like that? Yeah, it's a steep learning curve. But it's well, fun. Well, learn us some lessons for it for Red Carpet. Because I probably red will carpet. have to be on one one day. Well, it's probably. coming up. One. 100%. Several. Several. So. All right, but we'll take them one Just at a one time. Because yeah. so, I'm making a film. I know you are. What film um, are you making? Oh, Can I'm I making be one. in it, please? Do you know what? You can, do you know anything about science? A lot. Well, no, do you? No, I believe that, that's that. what I should have done with a passport. <laughs> that's what I should have done. Like that immediately went, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah straight away. That's why she's an actress. Never show any weakness. Don't show any weakness. And she acted it all yeah, good. And then she just did one slight wink, and that was the only time I knew that she was lying. <laughs> Say yes. <sighs> find out later. It's a, docu- <laughs> it's a documentary. But it's about ghosts. Oh, very good. But I need scientists. I'll tell you what I'm struggling with at the moment. Genuinely, I will bring it back to you. I promise. Okay. Um, what we're struggling with at the moment? At the moment, all the crew mm-hmm. and everyone involved in it are male. Everybody, mm. like every last person, that has to change. And we could no, but we, I can't invent someone. But I feel like you could find some crew members that are female. Not it will work for now. I'm not saying that girls won't work for now. I'm saying okay. that, but that's what at the moment it's people. You know, we're pulling in favours at the moment. Mm. 
can't find anyone, anyone needs, female at all. Yeah, it needs to change, doesn't it? It's sort of, it's in, I think it's in flux at the moment, that whole thing. But it's, that's why I've set up a theatre company that is committed to gender parity, yeah, gender, yeah. You know, gender diversity, because it is still a thing. People yeah. say, oh no, it's all level playing field now. It's just not. No. But what is it from, so from, but from my side now, putting mm. this together as an independent mm. film, mm. What what do we do? Because it's not for want to try, and it's not that we mm. it's not that we said no girls allowed. It's it's yeah. literally like we just can't find anyone well, to do it. Putting it out on here is a good start, I reckon. Just advertising that you need people. I think it's just yeah, literally yeah, gets so many maniacs. <laughs> Have you tweeted it? I suppose put an advert out somewhere. But is that not? Does that not seem? Ages ago, we tweeted a thing about we, need, we needed uh, somebody who was a scientist and used to talk about science and stuff. And I said, right, we've got to make sure that that's a girl. It's got to be a girl mm-hmm. in this film because it's very cock heavy here at the moment. So it's got to yeah. be a girl. Mm. And and I, we did tweet that out, but that again felt weird. It felt like I need a lady scientist, please. Because well, because we need a scientist yeah, mm. is what we need. Yeah. Mm. So and and it, the choice that I want to make is to, to have somebody female playing that you know not playing that part, being yeah, the, the yeah. female scientist. I just can't find anyone. It's I really bothering me. Like I said, yeah, it's actually yeah. sort of getting getting to be a little bit because it's. And also, I don't want to be around men all no, that time. Not that many. That of them. Just a bit much, isn't it? We had to do that when we were looking for a female crew for our play that we put on. Yeah. And you just have to keep having that conversation. You just have to keep finding the databases, finding the groups because they do exist. It's yeah, just yeah, a of case course. that if if they're not being picked up for work, then there won't be that sort of longevity that you'd have if you were a man, for example. Yeah. So I think it's just literally conversations like this until okay. you go, oh right, I know that person. That but you know, it's just harder. It's but is there, there but, but but do I do I open myself up to criticism by asking for? female um, crew or female performers? I don't think so. I think it has to start with some sort of positive discrimination, yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah, yeah. stuff doesn't change. And I think you can have, you can then have change overnight. If you if you are that deliberate about what, you're, what you want, you say, look, we need to find a female crew member. Yeah, there might be people who complain that that is in some ways discriminating, but I think at the moment we need that. Yeah, yeah, personally. okay. Yeah, yeah. What's your um, company called that you mentioned? So we've got Baz Productions, B-A-Z, mm-hmm. and uh, we've put on three productions so far. We, we uh, only put on work when we can pay the actors, because that often happens as an actor you're asked to do something for nothing. Yeah. So we've been going since 2009, and our latest play we just put on was Dream Play in the Vaults Theatre in Waterloo. Yeah. And now we're developing uh, our next piece, which is going to be based on a Kafka piece. Um, a nightmarish Kafka because it feels a bit like that in the world. The yeah, yeah, so it really does. Sort of yeah, it really does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're in charge of that company? Yeah, I run it with two other women, Sarah Betty and Emma Luffingham. Okay. And uh, so Sarah's a director, Emma's a producer, and I'm an actor slash producer. So we've all got different roles in the company. And was that uh, was that something that was always uh, either relevant or important to you coming through? So uh, you know, just sort of being an actress, was it always relevant for you to then put stuff back later on or or on the journey? I think so, yeah, because if you're not seeing the work you want to see, then it's you suddenly go, oh, I can make it. Yeah, I make, make it, yeah, 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 yeah. Which, were, which was a bit of a revelation, really. And as uh, myself and Sarah met doing, um, we were working on a production of Hamlet, and we just wanted to explore what would happen if you messed around with the gender stuff. This was years years ago before it all became a very kind of in yeah, thing yeah. to do. And so we decided we would do uh, classic plays in a contemporary way with at least 50% women in the company. Okay. And that's what we've done so far, and uh, it seems to be quite a good sort of creative obstruction. If you give yourself that, then you can actually find something that creative comes out of it, we hope. Yeah, and but and that is a big, with Shakespeare now particularly, that is a, a, a big thing now that, well, everyone's doing it now, yeah, but it yeah, is, uh, yeah. you know, just swapping all roles around or just having it all female or, you know, or whatever, and it's, it's just a... Uh, and then plays are so done now mm-hmm. that it needs mm-hmm. that. That's it a really, does. you know, that's, and, and all, almost every one of them holds up 
yeah. with the generals are absolutely irrelevant. Yeah. Which is, again is actually a compliment I think to Shakespeare. Because I think that the writing it, it isn't genders, but well there are there's, there's moments, but uh, over, overall it just is just poetry in it. Yeah, <laughs> and the writing's robust enough that you can do that with it. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. Play around with it. Yeah. How exciting! Yeah. What's your? Do you have a dream? Do I have a dream? Yeah. Do you have a big dream for what you want to be? What you want to aim at? That's a very good. When question. will you? When will you go? Done it. Oh when my god! Happen? It's really hard because that keeps because I've been doing this for twenty six years. Since you were one? <laughs> yes, good maths, strong maths. Um, so I think you have to keep making new ones. Because yeah. if you go, oh, I've arrived, I've done the red carpet, then you go, that's it, I need to stop. And that's you have to keep getting a new one, getting a new one. And if, yeah. it, if it is all a bit too dreamy, then you can feel a bit like you're not really inhabiting it. I think it's important to, to have a bit of reality, keep your feet on the ground. Absolutely. And again, I'm, you, know, you hit on something there when we were just chatting about that idea of... Uh, when something's not there, don't whine that it's not there. Do it, and, yeah, and that's. Yeah. But isn't that just so obvious? And it, and I think within the entertainment industry, or you know, whichever it is, whether no matter what you do, you're a comic, if you're an actor, whatever you are, mm. there's a lot of people going around saying, "Well, why am I not doing this? Or why am I not doing that?" And it's like, "Well, we'll go and do it," because you're waiting for someone to to give you their go of doing it. So do it yourself. Absolutely. I think actors often are conditioned to wait for the phone to ring. You know, you're waiting for someone to, yeah. to allow you to do it. So for me, it was a bit of a revelation to go, oh, I can, oh, I can do it. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that took a, a long time for me to realise. But I think once you get out of that mindset, which is, you know, you have to wait for someone to give you the opportunity, then, then it's quite freeing. Really. Yeah. And if, you, if you've got your own theatre company, you can literally play any part you want to play. Yeah. You, you <laughs> can. That's it. You, you have got the job. Yeah. You've got the job straight away if exactly. you want to do it. Mm. And also, you know, and things like podcasting and all that sort of stuff, it's just like the digital media now is just so accessible that it's no, anyone can do whatever they want now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then again, even by saying this, mm-hmm. you don't want to give yourself too much competition, do you? So you want to no. make people think that they can't. But they can't do it now, absolutely. Keep so them in their place. Yes. You're ahead of the game. I think do. that's the question we've all okay. got. In the world at the moment, I think that's, that's the question at the moment, isn't it? What do we do? Do we embrace... Or do we suppress? That's what. That's the choice we're all making at the moment. <laughs> I think you know. There's strong arguments on both sides, isn't there? And I think we've got to decide: which, do we which, embrace which or do we suppress? What do you think? Tweet, yeah, tweet us. <laughs> Radio. Embrace or suppress? <laughs> what do you reckon? Mm. Um, well, look, this it's, it's really really exciting. So there's also a, a US uh, release as well. Yeah. That's United States. <laughs> Premiere there, maybe on the 14th of April. Nice. Yeah. Uh, it's called A Quiet Passion, mm-hmm. and um, how, how delightful is it? just exciting isn't it it's super exciting and it's uh yeah having seen it i can confirm it's really good which is, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is helpful what now now here's the thing yes. i've already seen you your brilliant acting when you said about that you know about science yeah so now you can act right <laughs> i've not seen the films so i'm not suggesting it's not good because okay. it, it almost certainly is yes given the pedigree of cast both cast and behind the scenes mm-hmm. I, I can't see how it would be rubbish but what would you do as an actor or actress for actress or actor I say actor yeah. because you wouldn't say directoress or pulled air up on it. For I know I did say it and I apologise. But I know, I, I, know actress, I know there's some actor. people that get. Yeah, I think whatever your choice is, I think you you know. It's like a comedian, comedian is dead now, isn't it? It's comedian, yeah, comedian, yeah. So actor, not actress, and I don't normally do that. So I don't know what happened over the weekend that I've gone back to actress. Yeah, no idea. I think up to you. <laughs> it's about choice. You can say it if you want, but you know, <laughs> I, but I reserve the right to pull you on it. No, you're right, too. <laughs> I will say this is all over the tubes as well. The poster for this it film is. I know, and that's a real thrill. 
thrill. I love that. I wanted to mention because I saw I've just finished the first series of it, but I really like. Pretty the sure crown I was halfway through a question. Sorry, oh, oh, oh. I wanted to ask her about the crown that she's in the Go second series of it because there's a lot of money. It's the, the highest budget they've ever put into a show on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. I very much enjoyed the first series. You are in the second series, which is coming soon. I am, and I'm not allowed to say anything about it. Great. <laughs> is it filmed at Elstree? A little bit. Is it okay? Yeah. I mm. saw some with the big cars in it. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. I've not yeah. seen it. I don't know anything about like, it at all. The, it's but, about the royal family, the crown. That, well, then, <laughs> it, it, then, it, then it is the thing. Yeah, that I um, accidentally wandered through their set. Are you in it as well? I was, uh, n- well, I, 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 I might, I might be in it by accident. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just background. But it's going to be like you know when you get them pictures of time travellers where you see an old-fashioned photo and someone's wearing a Walkman. It'd be a, it'd be a bit like that. <laughs> Of me just wandering about going, do you know where they're doing not going out? <laughs> you should put it on your CV now. Yeah, yeah I've been in that. Yeah. It was the George Lucas stage at Elstree. Oh, was it? Yeah. That's not, I've not been there. I've been on okay. location, but I've not been there. Um, all the cars that they were using in it, all the old classic cars were all, in, were all outside. And I, was, I was looking at them. I was having a little nosy. Yeah. But I can be trusted, you know. Yeah. At, or, at, at most, I will take like the knob off a gear stick. Like, at most. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's good not, to know. Not a scratch owl. <laughs> you, um, you never take things from places, do you? Me? Just thinking from the studio, but, you know. No, let's. Right, I'm glad we've got someone else here for this. I'm sorry you're getting drawn <laughs> into this, right? I took stuff hostage, is what I did. Yeah, that's true. I see. That's Thanks. the reason I did it. Now, what was well, the reason I did it? There's a couple it? of people as well that you've got not, still. No, there weren't people. I've got. I've took a couple of people. I've not kidnapped anyone. Not anything. <laughs> Do I need to call the police? They, no, called, they, had, they had these things, right? They were fine. They had these like, little like square things. Square boxes just with their name. Right. Oh, yeah. With Faber on them, so. right? They were there. Right. But as you saw, I move this around quite a lot. And yeah, sometimes I will bang it like that. You know, this me. is the mic we're talking about. Yeah. And it was getting in the way, and I just kept saying to Nat, can we, can I take that off when I'm on? And she was like, no, oh, no, they've got to stay on there, got to stay on there. So one day when she was out of the studio, I just took it off mm. and took it home. Oh, yeah. And then they replaced it with another one, and I took that home as well. I think that's a confession. So I was holding it hostage. I, I also tried to get that sign down. I tried yeah. to... I tried to auction it on air. I took one week off, Catherine, and I listened in, and the person that was sitting it, even I didn't... I don't even know Back to the Future, but even I know it was Crisp and Glover. So I heard the question of being auctioned off, and this Adam was like, no, it's definitely not him, it's definitely not. And I was in the car screaming about this, like, don't sell the sign off. What? What's the arm in getting? Like, we're your theatre company. You always want money in. You always That's want to sort true. of like get bolts of the coffers. Yeah. That's all I was doing. True. I was like, you don't need that there. Well, let's <laughs> sell that and put it all in the pot now. Sure. Okay. Well, think about that. That is a confession. <laughs> live, isn't it? Live on air. But do you never feel like you know you're trying and they're not listening? <laughs> Yeah, I mean? most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, look, it's been uh, genuinely a pleasure speaking, speaking with you. And best luck with it. It's called Quiet Passion. It's out in UK cinemas on the 7th of April. So just a few days, a few days' time. Mm-hmm. Very exciting. Has it got a national release? It has indeed. That's yeah. amazing, isn't it? We'll be yeah. at Cineworld. <laughs> I don't know about Cineworld. I think it's all at the Can you check? Have you got your phone with you? Can you check now <laughs> and see if know. it's on at Cineworld? But I can go watch yeah. it on the Cineworld sure. card. It's <laughs> a pay for that now, aren't I? <laughs> Um, and you said it was on April the 14th. Catherine Bale, it's been a genuine pleasure speaking with you. Thanks very much. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. The that was quite slick, wasn't it? But then I spoke over it. Yeah, Just say no. Just say no. I've had a banana show. Hmm. I'm going to go into another song. Why don't you just play a song? It's a yeah. I'm letting you know.
And the other thing, that as well. Yeah. D- like, don't take this as meaning anything necessarily. Go on. Just saying that. Just don't necessarily take it as meaning anything. I'm just picking a song at random on the playlist. What's this? Right. Don't be thinking that it means anything. Sounded like. Sounded what? Genuinely, just sounded like we were doing it during the song, and then we'd finished, and then you'd realise what you'd done. Well, I said <laughs> so, it was. Oh my god! I said that was the Travel Lodge theme tune, didn't I? You did, yeah. We missed that. It was off air, but when I put that. it on, that's said oh, it's a Travel Lodge theme That's tune. What I feel like. Just don't forget, me and Nat are going to have sex in the Travel Lodge and make a sex tape. In like which I am going to shit on her. No, you're not. That was what the listeners wanted. I don't, I don't want to do it either. I've told you. We didn't get around to some of the things they wanted to do. I'd, the Eiffel Tower is another consideration. All right, okay. There was other things which I forgot. Listen, sooner or later, you've got to nail down what you're doing. Right? You, can, you can't just keep going, oh, we might do this, might do this, no, might do this. We've got to nail down what we're doing. So, here's the choice. You ready? You ready? No. Um, get ready. Do you want, in the sex tape, mm-hmm. me to shit on you? No. Or, or no. wait, or... I mean, I'm saying no to that straight away. Right, I can't wh- imagine what would be well, hang on. less no than that. Do you want that. me to shit on you in the sex tape? It's a sex tape thing. It's not a thing I want to do. Do you want me to shit on you? No. Or the other thing? What was the other thing? The other thing I'm thinking of. Well, I don't know what that is. I need a name well, for it. Well, it's the other thing. Do you I need sh- a name for it. Do you want me to shit on you or the other thing? Well, what is it? Are you electrocuting me? I'm not me? telling you. You've got, that's the, you know, Hobson's choice, isn't it? Let's go. It's Sophie's choice. Hobson's choice. Go on. It's not... It's not pooing. Do you want me to shit on you no. or the other thing? I mean, I'm in the sex I'm, tape. The other thing, obviously. Right. No, I don't know. Okay, what it's it fine. Is. That's what a, is then it? that's now decided. But what is it? No, that's now decided. The other thing. Yeah. Is that a person? Is another person? No, it's the, the other, other thing. thing. I'm going to do the other thing. You'll find out on the night in the troll lodge. Okay. Well, I don't know what location. But don't worry, it's not shitting on you. <laughs> what? I don't know what that could be. It's the then. other thing. What's the other thing? Just not shitting on you. So in me. Oh. <laughs> Natalie, I don't know where your mind goes. But I don't know what you mean, on me. Just in your mouth. Oh, no, definitely not doing uh, that. We were just, well, you've got to do one or the other. But no, there's, there's the no choose. poo. There's they no were them poo people, them weird people. Um, they're the band called Temples that Joey has interviewed. Sorry, yeah, that was a bit weird. Yeah, I, actually, very, I looked at a nice, screen and said, who were them weird people? I mean, that's Joey Page in the middle. I don't think he's a, we call him a weird okay, person. Okay, is that on your Twitter? Oh, it's a scheduled tweet. scheduled tweet. Oh, tweet look at this. Deck. This is a, how that's exciting is this? That is scheduled for 8pm on the 3rd. Is that today? I'll just give you a sneak a sneak preview. It's a sneak preview of a tweet that's going to be coming from the Bar account. 8pm. 8pm. Tonight. On the 3rd of April, it's the Joey Page only went and caught up with a Temples official to hear this wonderful chat. Tune in Wednesdays, 2 till 4pm. Yeah. Got to say, mate, what? every one of them, mm-hmm. like that picture there, yeah. is everything I hate what do you mean? in the world. Why? That is just like, look at the fucking state of that. What are they? Is not one of them a normal person? Uh, Can not one of them just be... But how do you know they're not? Look, what's him on the left? What's he doing with his hand? He's doing some. He's just propping his hand up. Just be a normal person. It comes to summer when Joey Page is the most normal-looking person in a photo. He's just wearing a yellow shirt, isn't he? And what's happened to Joey Page? Has he stopped being like trendy now? Has he stopped being like been trendy? What do you mean? He used to wear all hats and that. Oh, he still still wears hats and carries a briefcase around. So what's he doing there? He's just had a haircut. Make makes him look younger. He thinks. In that picture, I think he looks a bit like um, I've had a blank on his name. And do you know what? He's one of my favourite actors. And the only thing I can think of that he played was he played the rhino in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Oh, yeah, I like him. He looks like Paul... He looks looks nothing like him. He looks like a young Paul Giamatti on that tweet. I mean, it's... Right, put that tweet out. It it can't be scheduled. You have to tweet it. He's got the weakest hair game in that photo. The other two have got beautiful conditioned hair. Look. 
temples. The other two, in my opinion, look like, look like knobs. No, they're wearing a lovely tank top and a <laughs> they velvet like, jacket. They saw people. I was never, a, I was never nice. a bully at school or anything like that. You but are if now. they'd have been my, in my class at school, they'd have cracked both of them. I'd have been like, stop being I'm such I'm going to give wankers. you a dead leg in a minute to stop being naughty. <laughs> I don't even know what temples is. Is it good? It's a band. I mean, oh, this is not helping from Joe here either. It could even be shitting on you. We've said it's not no, that, it's not Joe. No, it's not on. It's not on. Let's just have a little Let's look. Let's have a look at temples. Temples. 40,000 followers. Oh, shit. Quite popular, aren't they? Just insulting them and they've got 40,000 Very good followers. band. I'm going to say, don't worry, they're a very good band. I'm not insulting the music. I just think they should just, like, get an haircut. Well, I don't know. There isn't a girl's haircut. But maybe they're like Samson. If they're haircut, they can't write songs anymore. If they have short hair, I don't know. <laughs> right. Well, I'd, I'd like to hear... Is there any of their songs on the system? Yeah, there will be. Jerry always plays Temples. What are they called? They're called Temples. Temples, right. Temples. I didn't know if it was short for someone. No. Maybe if they have the haircut, they forget how to play instruments. Temples. Let's have a little temples. look Temples. Loads of songs by them on the question system. isn't answered. Born into the sunset. Certainty. Colours to life. Keep in the dark. Mesmerise. Mystery of pop. Oh, the saviour. Shelter song, Strange Will Be Forgotten. Shelter song's good. Is that their hit? I think that's a good one from them. All right, I'm going to play a bit of it now. Okay, I'm going to critique that. Yeah, as it goes along. Wait, I'm still here, still here. Yeah, it's a bit quiet. I know, I've got to be so I can talk over it. It's a good stuff. Guitars, quite 60 sounding. We've already had enough. It's very Joe Page. Okay. Quite good, isn't it? Quite melodic. Okay. Right, I'll give that a chance. Right. What are you giving that a ten? Well, wait. I'm not going to mark out a ten. Try mesmerising. I've, I've not it. heard the whole song. Oh. Hang on. Oh, it's a bit rockier. It's not slower, is it? Sounds like Black Velvet. Remember that song? Um, hard to listen to it when you're singing Black Sorry. Velvet over, isn't it? <laughs> it does sound like that. <laughs> But you could do that with any song, couldn't you? Yeah, you could, yeah. You could say, it sounds like I love rock and roll, doesn't it? I love, I love rock and roll. Yep, yeah, and again. Then you just hear the singing on it. Okay, it's a bit Beatlesy, isn't it? I mean, it's getting silly now. Jay Barker, it could be shitting around you. A nice shitty outline of your body. <coughs> I'm saying no to that, Jay. Um, I second back about the temples. I think that was probably all right. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, but I'm gonna reserve. I'm gonna reserve judgment. It's okay to like a band, but not a haircut. I'm going to listen to the chat with Jay Page okay. and the Temples official. When when is that? On Wednesday from two till four. Yep. I will listen to the chat and I will see if I like them as individuals. Okay. I, what I realise I have done here is I have judged someone on their appearance. That's what I've done. I have judged people on their appearance. I've looked yes. at a photo and thought they all look like wankers. That's they're what not. I've, that's they're what, not wankers. Let me finish, and th- that's what I've thought. And I was wrong to do that, okay? Clip that. Just because they look like wankers doesn't mean that they necessarily are wankers. They don't, <laughs> not, right, they're not, that's what I'm saying. They don't look they're not like necessarily wankers. wankers. They just look like wankers. Do you, can you read up Paul Clark's tweet? I don't want to do it myself. So he's talking about the sex tape. Yeah. I wasn't starting the sex tape thing again. That's well, what I was trying to do. It's come up. It's come up now. Um, if no shit, then no how about shit. sick and vomit? No. Rubbing and moisturising it no. all of Nat's luscious bod. Ugh. So how have you got upset when he said you got you said you got a luscious bod there, mate? Yeah, but I don't want to be rubbing um, sick sick and vomit. Is there a difference? Sick and vomit. Is there the same different thing? I think it's how you feel when you're doing it. I feel sick. I think if you feel ill and vomit, then Mm -hmm. that is sick. And I think if you just if you just vomit, vomit. which kind of you might be you know you might be drunk or something, you Uh, don't necessarily feel sick necessarily. Okay. And then that is just vomit. But yeah, rubbing it and moisturising it. I'm not sure what the moisturising if it it is moisturising properties would be of vomit. I don't know. Can somebody try that for us? Can somebody? Yeah. Make themselves sick. Rub it all over yourself. Maybe somebody with bad body image. (laughs) Then you could. Just try that. Just try being sick. People do that, don't they, with the bulimia and uh, that? They don't rub it. They don't moisturise themselves. No, I'm saying it? if someone is bulimic oh, or, okay. or is susceptible to that, maybe yeah. 
to sort of counter the negativity of that, maybe mm. try it as a moisturiser just to let us know if it works. I don't think you're going to pop out of a shower and rub yourself down <laughs> with some vomit, are All right, you? ideally, could you not be bulimic? Okay, and don't, don't rub yourself and vomit. And the temples aren't necessarily wankers. No, I won't think they're wankers. That's everything completely sorted um, now, isn't it? We still haven't had Rob's uh, question. Um, I was going to say about Rob Rouse, something I oh, forgot yes. to mention with Rob. On Saturday night, I did a gig in Lincoln at the Drill, uh, Drill Hall. Nice gig, Nat. Yes, I'm Drill say. Hall in Lincoln, really nice gig. And I got a message, and I got it on, on Facebook. And I don't use Facebook. Um, but every now and again, if there's a fan page on there that I sometimes put things yeah. on for other, you know, for other podcasts and whatever, gigs sometimes. <laughs> um, but I don't use it as I don't have a... I have a profile, but there's only me, Molly, my friend who died, and Joe. The, the, that's all it is. I don't use it as mm-hmm. a thing. Um, and I was just bored backstage. I was clicking through stuff. And there was a message... Um, which was from a guy called Steve Morgan saying, watching you now, um, you've really improved since the Torrington Arms in Finchley and stuff, right? Which is where me and Rob used to do our old gig. Mm-hmm. And Steve Morgan, well, and so I wrote back saying, where are you watching me? Because I thought maybe it was a TV repeat or something like that. I didn't realise he was in the gig. Oh. And he said, I worked at the General Hall in Lincoln. I said, like, that's mental, because Steve Morgan was my first ever boss in a, in a proper job. Mm-hmm. So when I worked at the uh, newspaper, I worked at the Barnet Press, Doing like sales and services, you know, back of the back of the paper adverts and things, and then I was a field sales rep as well. Um, and he's my first boss. He was like really ace. I liked him a lot. But this is like twenty years since I've seen him. And um, I went, come around the back, come around the back. So the promoter went and got them and brought yeah. him back, you know, brought him back first of all. And I said, are you, are you still with your missus? And he said, yeah, yeah. I went same one. He went, yeah, yeah. And they brought her back. But we were talking about when they got married. This is back in the day. Steve and Karen. When when Steve and Karen got married. Steve, because Steve was sort of like he was into his theatre and stuff. He did like amateur dramatics and that. So because I was a comic or trying to be a comic, mm. he kind of liked that and he latched onto that a little bit, you know. So uh, me and Rob were working together at the time with John, who we spoke about, and he, Steve, had this idea that at the wedding, right, it couldn't be me because she knows me, um, well she knew me, but it had, so it had to be someone that she didn't know. That Rob was gonna when they were doing the speeches, that Rob was gonna bang on, was gonna clean the windows behind the speeches, mm. then clock Karen ba- and bang on the windows that he knew Karen as if something had been going on with him and Karen, right? So yeah. we're like, Karen, what are you doing? What are you doing, Karen? You know, all, all this sort of stuff, and um, and just interrupt the speeches. You know, it'd be a funny thing. Now we all thought, yeah, that'd be really funny. He just he agreed to give Rob a hundred pounds to do it, and I drove Rob down to do it, and. Uh, we we all were quite excited about it as an idea that it was going to be funny, but what none of us at all had had thought about was we were the only three people that knew that wasn't real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Else. We were the, it wasn't a comedy bit because mm-hmm. nobody knew any any better than that. You know, as far as they were concerned, it was somebody genuinely cleaning the windows who genuinely recognised Karen and could genuinely be an ex or something who didn't yeah. know she was getting married. How many other people were there? Oh, hundreds. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and it was, honestly, I, I meant to ask Steve when he came backstage if they've got a video of their wedding, because I'd love to see that again. I'd yeah. really love to see it again. Because Rouse is outside, just banging on the windows with a ladder and shit, banging on the windows. And like this murmur went through the room. And, it, Rob, and Rob's going, and he did this, like, this weird Cockney accent for no reason, because he didn't have to be Cockney, because nobody knew who he was anyway. So he was going, Karen, Karen, it's me, it's me, Karen. And all this, <laughs> what are you doing, darling? What are you doing? All this sort of stuff. And... Uh, either Steve's dad or Karen's dad ran outside, got older, Rob, like really hard, and was trying to give him money to fuck off. Oh, wow. Was saying you're ruining the get, just get out of here. Yeah, and was like shoving notes in his arm. Just get out, get away from here now. 
as if they'd silenced it all with with yeah. cash. This fucking big expose on the day. It was amazing. And we were thinking about it the other day, so that's why... Uh, it's nice. So it all tied in with having Robin today. Yeah, that's sort of why Rob was in today, because I, I spoke to him on Saturday night because I told him that Steve would come backstage, and then we reminisced about it. I said, do you want to come on the radio on Monday? He went, oh, yeah, yeah, I went, okay. Oh. So that's how we did it, because he's touring. He is touring. We he's doing through. it all on his own as well, Rob. As in... So he's not doing no PR, no okay. management behind it or anything like that. He's literally done it all off his own back. He's bought the venues himself. He's going doing them. Selling really, really well. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the way to do it, that. That is the way to do it. Temples look like wankers, though. They don't look like look wankers. Like, they not don't look are. like wankers. I've changed it. I've changed what I said. What did I? Um, so, well, tell us what you've been reading while I've been chatting. Um, I just saw Joe, Wal- oh, Joe Walrus, Ro- Joe Robert Walrus saying, I'm looking forward to this second vomit Why are you bringing it back to this? I'm reading the tweets out from people that are tweeting but the show. But we don't, but we don't, we can... As a bonus track on their album, but eh? You- goes well with the bass track. But you're aware that we're not obliged to do that. You're aware no, that we, we do it as a choice. Them- Engage with the show. But if it's all about it? sick and vomit. Could be shitting through you, says PDT. Right. Through me? Oh, I don't even, I'm not a ghost. I never wanted to. Uh, I never wanted to start this. This wasn't what I was doing at all. No. Well, we've ruled out that as well now. Have you so. tweeted the Joe Page one now? Uh, no, it's going out for 8pm, isn't it? Can you put it we can go out at 8 as well? Can we put it out now? No, because I can't because it's scheduled. All right. For can 8. we screen grab the photo and send it out and say this is what I'm on about? <laughs> Uh, I think you can put the photo up, yeah. <coughs> just I mean, do that, Ali, Ali or Chain out there can do. Yeah. Okay, just do that. Get that photo and just say this is what this is what Ian was on about. Um, no, but don't be tweeting Temples and Joey don't going your wankers. And don't, don't, tag, don't tag them in. For, I don't want to fight with Joey Page and I don't want to fight with Temples. Because I bet they've got loads of fans who are like, and like, if you get en- enough children, if you get enough sort of like trendy children with makeup on, then they could eventually overpower me, couldn't they? Um, temples could take you out, yeah. What with? Their hair. What, with hairspray? What they're are they going to do? wonderfully conditioned hair. Yeah, what are they going to do? Flick it in my eyes? I'm, je- <laughs> I'm jealous of oh that. Oh, no. Oh, no. That is a nice tank top that he's wearing. What's he going to say? Oh, I'm going to hit you with this hammer if I could lift it up. Do you think they're weak? <laughs> yeah, I they look think they're puny. weak. I think they look puny. They lift guitars. They're heavy. Not really. Mm. Well, I think that they two of them could fight you. I think they're going to be great in ten years. They're great now. I think they're going to look great in 10 years. They are? Oh, they're going to look great. Yeah. But at the moment, they look like little boys dressed up like Adamant. Well, I'd like to see them five years ago, that's see my, how they've come on. That's just my they're opinion. They look like Adamant anyway. Well, look, fame can go. Fame's a fleeting thing anyway. Are they famous? Uh, I'd say bit, they're recognisable. A what? Recognisable. Oh, recognisable. I think it said they're like a nizable. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, who's nizable? Is that another trendy another, thing I've not heard you've of? missed out on nizable. Okay. Well, Joey's look, interviewing them on Wednesday. Temples, I wish you all the best <laughs> with your um, share business streams, and I hope they go well. Uh, as it stands, you're already doing better than me, aren't you? Because you got you're on Joey Page's show, we're also and log- I'm only on my show. We're also logged in. I don't know if you keep seeing the pop up from Facebook, but that is Joey Page's oh, Facebook. Yeah, it happens. Is it? We're on Joey's I, Facebook. We're on Joey. That's Joey's mate, Facebook. Mate, yeah. mate, yes. I know. Right. Let's let's take a moment to calm. Let's calm. Right. <laughs> just, let's just calm for a second. Because I'm just seeing lots of comedians right, pop, his, popping right, up with messages oh, shit, his, and. Uh, Right, so we can go onto Joe's Facebook could, now, and we, we could, could we could just do you do like updates and stuff on Facebook? Still, you is that the thing, isn't it? Status update on Facebook, yeah. Right, so really, He's... we we could go on Joe's Facebook now, and we could say as if it was Joey saying it, interview the samples the other day. To be honest, I really, was was a really big fan, but to be honest, they were just wankers. We, we could do that, but we're not going <laughs> to. Can we do that on Joe's Facebook? We're not going to do that, and then change the password. <laughs> we're not going to do that, <laughs> so he can't change that it. That will teach him. I keep telling him to log out when he leaves the studio. What is wrong with it? I would never. Do you know what? I had to log into my Amazon here the other week, mm-hmm. 
And I spent longer afterwards making sure I was logged out. Jerry like making sure nothing had been saved, nothing was there. I will come in here some Wednesdays. Jerry's got his email left open, his Facebook, everything, his Twitter. Has he not got a computer at home? He can't, I don't know, he comes in here, does a bit of Portable one. I just, I've got my computer. I know. In bag. Oh, come on, can we just, can we... Oh, can we send a message from Jerry? Not let's saying. have some fun. <laughs> Let's have some fun with Joe's Facebook. You can't say temples are rubbish because right, he well, loves them. All right, we won't say that. But let's um, let's propose something to another comedian oh, okay. <laughs> on a private message. Then that way he's not publicly humiliated. It's just something that they have I to deal with. I've just seen a couple popping up, comedians. Why don't we um, send light to Sophie Hagen or something, edged him saying that he really fancies her and... And um, where she come for a night in a travel lodge, right? Brackets, just sex, no just, com- no commitment. Yeah, yeah. No strings. No, P.S., no, shit, no shitting, NSA. so as well. Like, straight sex. Don't rule out shitting. Okay. Because yeah. you actually put nothing nothing ruled out. Okay. And then see how Sophie reacts Jerry's to that. Jerry's a bit wacky. Actually, the point, it's difficult because you never know who you're asking. They might say, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Exactly. And what, then, then it's... What if she says, yes, I'm definitely up for shitting? I'm, not sure, that, I'm not sure that Joey would be Sophie's type, but, but no. we could give it a crack. We could he's, try he's, that. He's handsome. Might be. I heard that then. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, I did hear that. That's the ghost of something. Nothing on my phone. Um, Right, I'm going to play a song. Okay. I forgot about this song, and it was... Do you remember Rex Pinecone? Are you too young for Rex Pinecone? Rex Pinecone. No, I don't remember who that is. It's obviously a stage name. Um, Rex Pinecone was a old-school... Uh, wasn't even a ventriloquist that the, the issue with Rex Pinecone was he came out at the same time, kind of, as Rod Hull and Emu. I do remember Rod And Hull. it was kind of the same act. Um, so it was like in the late 70s, early 80s and stuff So he just had a bird on his arm Called Billy Bird And it would batter him It was like that sort of thing mm-hmm. But here's the thing with Rex Pinecone I was thinking about the other day I'd forgot all about him that he ever existed Rex Pinecone And um, I was like God, I remember because he came to our uni Because he did a gig at our uni Like mm-hmm. a sort of a, It was around the same time that Frankie Howard Was doing the university circuit as well You know, that re- a re- regeneration of their career And that With a new audience and Rex Pinecone came to our uni with Billy Bird, right? And it was funny. He did 40 minutes. It was funny for eight. Right. And for 32, it was the most incredible piece of theatre I have ever seen in my life, whilst also feeling really... People were leaving. It was really uncomfortable because he was clearly in uh, some sort of mental distress. It was quite. It was quite clear the that the puppet or the man, right? So what's um, the puppet? He's called Red. What's, I want to Google Billy him. Bird. Billy Bird. No, don't, I'm, I'm telling you now. I need a visual image on him. Was it called Rex Pinecone? Re- put Rex Pinecone in. Okay. The problem with Billy Bird is a lot of songs call that Pine. Again, this isn't great. This is sort of thing for well, you afterwards, keep talking, isn't it? You talking? You talking? Do it for Nothing. Oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Don't do it, Billy Bird. Right? Okay. So, um, <laughs> don't laugh at his face. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, but it, but it's it sort of trans. What is it? It's, it's not, not mine. Me. It's not me either. I'm gonna put mine on um, airplane just in case. Okay. And you put yours on airplane as well. Um. Well, now you're gonna feel particularly bad because. Oh no. Uh, no, he's still alive. Okay, good. He's in a home at the moment. I spoke to his. Uh, I think it was his daughter, but apparently it was his agent. But I think it was his daughter. So we've got permission to play this song because this song now you can only get on YouTube and stuff. Okay. Um, and they've also said we can leave it in the podcast. They've said okay. he's finally got the rights and that, and that he would potentially be up for coming on the show. Not coming in, he can't come in because he's not allowed to leave where he is. But but being an interview guest on the show, and I don't know now what to say. 
Oh, I need to hear it before we can, because we might be okay, booked well, up. Let, let me just be... stop googling. Let me just talk to you about things. I can, I'm a woman. I can Google and listen. I've got two ears. Right. There we go. That's all closed. Ugh. Right. So, um, it transpired later on. Yeah. After he'd done that tour, the one that he came to our university university with, it transpired with that he does. Have you ever read all the old stories about Keith Harrison Orville? That no. there were sort of some inside stories where they were saying that. Keith Harris, because he used to have a drink every now and again, Keith Harris, and he yeah. would get angry with Orville yeah, but <laughs> in, I, in private, I you know, that. that sort of stuff. Um, it was fine, you know, towards the end of his life, Keith, but he was, uh, he went through periods of, you know, of, of resenting what's made you successful. Mm. But I think with Rex Pinecone and Billy Bird, it went like, seri- that's what happened at my uni. <laughs> He had a fight with Billy Bird. What made did he have a fight with it? It was incredible. Like, sh- he's on his hand and he was shouting yeah, yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But do you know what? He, he doesn't have the bird on when he first comes on. So he's just shouting So when he first came on, he was ace. Just old school show, but it was really funny. It was kind of, yeah. you know, kind of of its time, but it was really funny. But holy shit. When he, and he, his whole demeanour changed when he said, I'm going to get Billy out now. And you could see, like, it was like, what, what for? What's, what are you going to do with him? What's he going to do? And he was, like, scared of it, which would be part of the act. But he was scared of it. He's scared of his own puppet. He was genuinely scared of it. It was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. Well, maybe it came to... I've seen an Anthony Hopkins film where this happened. And okay. the puppet... I think it's called Magic. It was a horror film. And the puppet came to life and took over Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, maybe I get... You made a jump there. Billy Bird no, no, did you, that. No, you made a jump there. I don't, no, I don't think Billy Bird ever came to life. <laughs> I don't think that We've happened. We've seen Chucky, haven't we? we? We have, yeah. Let's keep it... I mean, I'm talking factually at the moment. Oh, okay. not, not, well, I'm trying to help out Rex. It didn't come to life, but he was scared of, of, his, own of his own puppet. So in a sense, of his own hand. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that he, I think it genuinely took him over in that, like Evil Dead, like Evil Dead, the hand thing. Yeah, but this is the. Uh, okay, well, he was uh, one of his tours was cancelled once in in the interval of one of the tours. He didn't even do the end of the show. How, how do you think he would cope if you said, "I'd like to book Billy on the show," and he said, but "What about me?" And you went, "Just Billy, please." I oh, know. Do, do you know what? Even that. That is would a, be too. No, there's a genuine story about that. Oh God. <laughs> I, I, honestly, I feel terrible laughing, but it is funny. But I feel terrible laughing. Okay. There was what it was either one of the records or an annual or something like that. Something that they were going to bring out. <laughs> he never got paid for because the contract was to Billy Bird. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely oh, true. No. So they wouldn't release the money. They, they, they legally couldn't release the money. They should pull out the bird. He should have just gone in there pretending to be the bird. <laughs> It's heartbreaking. Well, look, this is the, uh, yeah, this was going to be the single. It's off BBC Records. It was going to be the single um, from an album that he did. I don't think the album ever came out, but oh. this is the single. It's uh, and I, I quite like it as a nice thing. But when you yeah. know all them other things, yeah. I think this has a sinister undertone. Oh. oh, hello everybody! It's me, Rex Pinecone, and my old chum here, Billy Bird. This is the happiest day of my life because I am about to record my fantastic pop single. Oh. Superstardom beckons for me and Billy. Come on over here, Billy. Come over here. No, no, Billy. No, stop it, Billy. No, no, Billy. Oh, Billy, you just got my standard lamp over. Come away from that. Come over here. Come over here, Billy. No, no, not over there. No, Billy. Oh, Billy, the greenhouse has gone on the drift. Ah, oh, Billy. Billy, come over. No, don't go over near that, Billy. No, get your head out. Oh, no, Billy, you've just destroyed my classic car horn collection. Oh, Billy, come over here. Come and sit by this box. Not that box. That box contains me doorbell and dolphin collection. Billy, stop it! Don't do it, Billy Bird. It's so absurd how we're always fighting. Don't do it, Billy Bird. I'd much prefer if you just... 
sit quietly on my lap. Remember here, Billy, and let's think back to all the good times we had, Billy. Remember that time we went to Blackpool? And... Billy, no! Get your head away from that! Billy, no, that's Miss Theremin! Billy! <laughs> Billy, no, not over there! That's my collection of syndromes! Billy, no, come back! Billy, come over here, please! Please, back over here, Billy! No! Come away from the kitchen! Not the kitchen, Billy! Get your head away from that! That's my pressure cooker, Billy! Not me pressure cooker! Don't do it, Billy Bird! It's so absurd how we're always fighting! Don't do it, Billy Bird! I'd much prefer if you just sit quietly! You're just too violent Don't do it, Billy Bird Have a word, you're a liability Don't, 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 Billy, stop it oh, Billy, put it down, Billy Billy, stop it now, Billy years that song no. not, certainly been on radio airplay anyway um, but yeah we'll, we'll talk about whether or not to get him on I think it'd be interesting to get on but we'd have to decide whether or not he's I, I think we have to get him without the birds to be honest no, he, won't, he won't come in the studio he can't come oh it has to be on the phone but yeah, no birds on the, on the phone, phone. I mean like, okay we don't want to book. I'm not sure he's even allowed the bird anymore oh okay is there a but I think if he's able to talk about it now with passage of time yep. that, that would be an interesting guest yes okay to speak well, to someone about that I'll make a note now Rex no. Pinecone I've got all the details and okay. stuff anyway we're joined now by Lucy Jane Parkinson hello hello I'm told you're a performer uh, apparently that's what my producer told me she said before you came in she went um, I, I said what does Lucy do and she went uh, she's a performer yeah <laughs> yeah so you're a performer um, right so uh, we've got here oh this is what I've been told thus far drag king yeah Lewis Cypher imagine if I was like no, I don't even know what one of them is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you know what? <laughs> were, were you not tempted at that moment then to just... I was, front, I yeah, was just really like, I was like, about. I could really drag this right out now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What's that? What's a drag king? <laughs> so a drag king is uh, a performer who's generally usually a female that they use the idea of masculinity and their understanding of it in order to create like a performance, whether that be political or paradoxical. Okay. Well, and which one does Joan fall into? 
So John, well, I mean, we've taken my drag king skills from that and been able to like create these like four other characters. Okay. That all like represent the males that Joan met in her life. So, okay. Like, nice. Her father. So by, for that, we like took our ideas of our own dads or like the director's dads and we created this song and he's like a really proper northerner we're like flat cap on right. so it's nothing like what Joan would have added at the time like at okay. all but it's like our idea of like that masculine like role okay well so it's a play right it is mm-hmm. it's a, it is it's a play yeah and you're starting on the uh, press night's 12th of April yeah and the UK tour I know how's that feel uh, it's all a bit nuts, to be honest. I mean, we had such a good run-up at Edinburgh Fringe, yeah, yeah, yeah. which we weren't really expecting. Why? But then, Why? Because it's fringe, isn't it? And everybody hates everything. <laughs> and, and unless you're loaded and there's there loads is, of money behind you, it's like, There, it's is, quite there is that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it, babe, don't you worry. No, you, you, do you know what? You're probably right to not expect anything in terms of, because even the best things shouldn't expect anything at the Edinburgh Fringe. Yeah, we just went in there with this idea that we've got this show, we've, we, we want to put it on up there, see how it does, and, yeah. and it just, like... The themes and the ideas behind it really like hit with the current like wavelength of like popular culture. So I think that were another thing. Okay, so what happens in the show? What is? I don't mean word for word because obviously <laughs> you want people to pay for it. Really, you don't just do the That'd show. That'd be now. nice, yeah. Um, so what? What <laughs> is the show? to buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the? Uh, what What's the show? So it's basically uh, it's a part. Part play, part cabaret, and it's all about Joan of Arc, but as if she were a northerner okay. that was struggling with her own gender. Right, okay. So, like, you know, like how this, like, we're taking, like, bits from the actual history of Joan, like, we did quite a lot of research on that, about, like, you know, she cut all her hair off in order to be able to do what she wanted to do, what she felt was, like, her calling, because she f- believed that, like, all these spirits were talking to her. Right. And, like, you know, not that I'm saying that everybody who goes through transgenderism has these spirits and weird. <laughs> it's a minefield, isn't it? No, it's just yeah. cra- it's yeah. crazy, babe. I mean, God almighty. But, yeah, no, so... <laughs> so, basically, we, we do it as though, like, she's living in present day, but she's a northerner, and okay. we take her through, like, this idea of, you know, she starts off very much like, oh, everybody says I'm like me, Dad, da-da-da, and then she, like, gets dressed up as him, sings a song, as him and then like we see he goes from having fun like then there's like a jolt where all of a sudden us and the audience uh, us me the performer and all these characters in my head and her the, uh, with the audience suddenly are all like stopped and it's like actually this is real okay and then it starts to like break break down so we're still like bashing comedy against like these real like issues that yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's something that I feel very like personally close to okay so I mean I've got to be able to put like a lot of experience behind it but it just follows the journey of her life but we've kind of like updated the story and put some drag and some songs in and yeah yeah and mirror ball and <laughs> where does the where does the land lie with drag now because where because I I take a passing interest I guess really in terms of uh, cultural shifts and, and in terms of how uh, I'm, I'm particularly interested in the moment in the, in the whole trans thing and the whole I'm, I'm interested in how it's shifting, how things are moving. Whereas once, and this is a mass generalisation, but at one time it would have been, um, uh, say, a male to female transition would have, would have said, no, I am a woman now. I'm a woman now, and I want to be recognised as a woman. And now there seems to be a shift, again, in certain quarters, which is like, no, I'm not a woman, I'm trans, or I'm non-gender specific and all that. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's an impossible tangle to sort out because you, everyone can't have everything, you know, well, yeah. that, or they can, but you can't pull other people up for mm. doing it differently. But where does the land lie with that sort of, with those shifting plates of, of political correctness, if you like, for want of a, mu- you know, much want of a better word? But where does Atlanta with drag with that? Well, I think, like, that's completely... I mean, drag is obviously something that's... Uh 
been like a release for people that were dealing with their gender at the time in my opinion I mean yeah. I can only speak from my opinion my understanding for everyone it's different for yeah, everyone yeah. it's on a scale but I think like drag for me was a way of like exploring like the possibility of me being transgender like it was letting out areas of my personality that I felt like I couldn't let out in society because, you know, the, immediately I'm cast down as butch or immediately, like, people take me wrong, like, just from the way that I look, like, just my general outlook, which you don't really have much control of, do you? No, like, no. It's up to you, but, like, what you put across, like, in always what is in the, on yeah, the yeah, inside, yeah. and people yeah. read it differently from their yeah. different walks of life. So when I came to doing drag, it was about, it was my opportunity to be able to start, like, questioning and dealing with these ideas of, like the possibility of me not just sitting very comfortably in being a female. Mm. So, like, I created this character that was then, like, totally the opposite of me and let out all the words. You know, like, when people do ventriloquism? Mm -hmm. It was a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. And so I let, like, all these things out. But I think the line now of, of, of drag is, is very much blurred because I think people have come to realise that you don't... We don't live in a binary world anymore. Yeah. We live, like, on this, like, shifting spectrum, which is a constant negotiation between you and yourself. Yeah. And I think as long as you find peace with that, I mean, it can lie, like, drag can lie wherever and as far as... Well, it, that's... As it uh, I mean, this is becoming an ongoing trend in the show, isn't it, where mm. I talk about militants and how angry I get yeah. at anyone who's militant uh, with any cause, mm. you know, good or... Good, what I view as good or bad, I yeah. get angry with militants, you know, and it's... Um, I think you're right, living in and that, the, the non-binary thing and the whole thing of... that it's shifting and it's shifting all the time. And I think the trap that people from all sides of the political spectrum, if you like, or how, whichever way they lean in that way, the trap people fall into is not doing that is not concentrating on themselves and what they do in their immediate group is going well no you've got to say this and you've got to say this and then you might have another group over here go but we don't identify as that that's not mm. what, that's not what we say we don't say that yeah there's so um, much bashing that goes on internally that's totally the transgender community yeah they bash each other for not fitting that heteronormative idea of what is yeah, now yeah, male yeah. that's why you'll find like people won't people won't be saying oh you know I'm, I'm now a woman they'll say I'm a transgender female yeah because they understand like so many people place these hopes on they think that they're going to transition and there's an end goal yeah. and they get there and then they realise oh actually no I don't understand where it is to be a woman no I don't I, I don't get it no I'm, how can I be how can I be this how can I be that yeah. and then that starts to like break their brain so I think now everybody's just trying to like find their own place and we, we're so confused like by trying to impress other people and be accepted by other people and define it and put it in a nice little labelled compartment box we forget just to like just to express ourselves just to be yeah just yeah, to yeah, be absolutely, yeah. just to be and that's uh, I, I absolutely agree with you it's that thing you know where you I sometimes look at people and go so would you, would you really have someone would you pin him against the wall for calling you she is that really where this lies is, is that the thing that would upset you the most out of everything or all the things that are happening um, yeah I have, I have real difficulties with it because I'm, I'm a nice right minded person yeah so if I say she about someone, mm. it's not. It's not within, with not, intent to. Upset. Yeah, I'm not trying yeah. to upset anyone. It's just mm. that that's the that's the word I've been brought up with, and it's yeah. a non-offensive word. Anyway. I think it makes it different. Like for me, I call everybody she. <coughs> right. Okay. Because like, that way, I, I break over the top of it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I don't have to feel embarrassed if I accidentally misgender someone, which it, it yeah. is an accident. Yeah. You know, like I, it's quite a new thing as well. Like I'm I'm just turning twenty nine. And each time I'm going into a working environment, we're always introduce ourselves. Please, you know, state who you are and state your preferred pronoun. Okay, right. We never had, I've, we, I've never had that yeah, like, yeah. before, apart from the last like couple of years. Mm. I don't know if it's because I'm stepping into more of a queer world or what, but like, like for example, like with HSBC, now they have like those ten different layers right. of gender, yeah, and yeah, even yeah. one of them they didn't define. Yeah. So it's like, whoa, like we're coming into this like oversaturated like 
oversaturated world now god help us like to find some footing mm. and like like you said there are some people that are totally like pronoun nazis about it yeah i don't know why i don't i don't know why i can't explain it to you i can i can appreciate their ideas and values and i can sort of say where they might be coming from but i think like that's just a little bit uh, uh, that's just an extra added step in yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Just, you know give us a break like some people like honestly genuinely i'm from yorkshire so i can definitely say no this. you've really some lost people, the accent <laughs> some people don't know what a pronoun is yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. just that innocently do you know what i mean and i think we just need to be a little bit more careful i always like step forward and not be so like intensely like aggravated I can, well, I, couldn't, like, I, I honestly i couldn't agree with you more but that's why I, I wondered if there was any uh, any of that niggling with drag now because I remember when when they redid Rocky Horror mm -hmm. which is like you know I mean that what that was is should be sealed in concrete and put in the North Sea but it but that remake of Rocky <laughs> Horror um, there was so much shit about that and, and suddenly Sweet Transvestite wasn't allowed as a song anymore even though it's in, oh. it's, it's in the musical it is in there I didn't see the shit but, yeah but so, no it was uh, your lady from uh, lady I don't even know if that's right from um Oranges. Oranges the new black. Yeah, what's uh, the Laverne girl's Cox? name? Yes, yeah. Laverne Cox plays Frank now. Mm -hmm. So, um, so you had that, and she got a lot of criticism for it because yeah. she was being told that you know, transvestite isn't a word anymore, and all you know, it's whatever someone's opinion is on whatever, okay. and, you know. And this is a backward step. It's like, well, how do you do Rocky Horror without sweet transvestite mm. in it? How I would have never come to where I'm at now if it hadn't been for Rocky Horror Picture Show. I used well, to totally, watch it four yeah, yeah, times yeah. a day yeah. as a kid. Yeah. I wore the bloody tape out. Do you know what I mean? Did you see? <laughs> um, I've just tweeted it. I saw it. I, honestly, it, it pretty much brought me to tears outside just just now. Uh, there's a video surfaced. Not surface, I think it's been released. I mean, someone's found it and dug it out. Of Tim Curry last week singing. No. And you know, he's in, he's in a bad way, yeah, Tim Curry. I didn't know that. And he's, he's singing um, What'll I Do? You know, that was the theme tune for Birds of a Feather. Oh, yes, oh, yeah. He's singing no. that. Um, and I tweeted it saying, Did any of us really think we'd ever hear Tim Curry sing again? Shame oh. on us. And he's just singing again, Curry. It's fucking amazing. Like, even, look, even now, I've got goosebumps on my arm. I'm yeah. just telling you about it. Mm. I just watched Clue because you recommended it to yeah. me. And I really liked it, but I wouldn't have watched it. But he was excellent in that. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's so good. So, so but, yeah, but Rocky Horror gets, in certain quarters, gets flat now. and gets. Well, I, do you know what? I know people who... I have a mate who, well, when I was actively knowing him, identified as transvestite. And he used to not argue but he, he would say I hate Rocky Horror I hate what Rocky Horror did for this community I hate you know it's not it wasn't a positive thing and like, you get very angry about it mm. but um, then there's a whole generation like I just said yeah 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 totally yeah. brought me into yeah. it I'm totally up for it I totally I got wow you can be so many other different ways than how people say you should wear pink and you should like dolls and you should like this yeah. I was like wow there's a totally like different secret world and that's why I got so into like 70s glam rock yeah, yeah, and yeah, even yeah. now I look back at it as like a reference point but in drag definitely like there is now that kind of like if you call a drag queen he mm. she'll chop your head off yeah yeah, yeah okay <laughs> but, <laughs> but as drag kings it's very difficult for us to get that set in it's like they okay. still refer to us as she and right. i don't know if that's like an accident or like an unwillingness to like disassociate from the character to the to the person but as you say that i think it's pretty it's uh, well from the the drag queens that i've interviewed in here which there have been many for some reason but i don't know why but there's been loads of them but um but she is Used for mm -hmm. everyone. She mm -hmm. is used for everyone. Yeah, from, yeah. You know, for, and you yeah, said yourself yeah. that you yeah. quite want she. Um, I, I wanted to go back to Rocky Horror for a second because I think there was a good point there, which is that 
um, my pal who got angry about Rocky Horror, because he'd say, oh, they'd sing Sweet Transvestite at me at school and all that sort of thing. And that happens a lot where you go, well, th- but that's not Rocky Horror's fault. Mm. That's their fault. Yeah. That, that's the people that were doing its fault. So be pissed with them and say that they're pricks, but that's not the fault of what they've appropriated to, to hurt you with. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, that's not what the Rocky Horror was about. No, that's not what. That's not why like, Brian he didn't write it for going. Yeah, yeah. do this. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sing this at the puffs. That's not what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, and I know that trans isn't my oh, fucking it's minefield. Um, I think it just depends on everybody and in their own like little social clique. Like it's like for me, for example, I don't mind if anyone calls me a die. I'll call myself a die. It's yeah. funny, whatever. I don't want that to be a hard word. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want that to be a term that's used to like upset me. So I'll liberate myself outside of that word. Yeah. And like we, we like the idea of transvestites and transsexuals and transgender. I think so long as people know what those three definitions are, I think that there's not really a problem for me if they if yeah. they use it. But obviously for some people it might because it might just like it might just be a bit. It might just hurt them and remind them of things that they don't want to necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. feel attached to. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's what they bring to it, though. It's, it's hard, isn't it, when someone's it's really hard. But as a comic, you get that all the time, where you offend someone. It's like, but that wasn't. It wasn't me that. You know, it wasn't me that did the thing that you're upset about that I've just reminded you of. It's yeah, not. You know, I'm it's, creating a parody here. Yeah, of, like, yeah, yeah, a real yeah, situation. Yeah. It's hard, like, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, let's be positive. Can I, yes. I want to ask about your drag king name. Oh yeah. Lewis Cipher. Lewis Cipher, which is excellent, is great. Yeah. <laughs> so, is there a any sort of costume to accompany that? Obviously, being Lucifer. Is there any sort uh, of costume? Yeah. Uh, what, <laughs> devil, devil. What, what do you reckon? De- I, <laughs> let me finish the question. Yeah. Use your imagination. Yeah. Well, if you, yeah. you always interrupt every single question I ask. I would say, Devil. Like, do you dress like us? That's Lucifer as the devil. Well, I like. Horns, I used to have like horns with a kilt on and a waistcoat but no he's just about he's about sass he's about sass more yeah. than like this idea of like you know being being the devil because right. Lucifer actually means the light bringer oh, okay. so what I'm bringing is like light on the idea of like drag kings and embracing female masculinity it's not really like that play on like the idea of being a devil or whatever yeah. like that because I mean it's so overdone isn't it everybody kind does it is. every Halloween mm. like yeah, yeah. sexy <laughs> devil and all that kind sexy of thing devil, yeah. but he's yeah. very sassy I look more like Boy George than the devil and I don't know if okay. some people might make that kind of connection yep. to the well, two don't let Boy so. George <laughs> you know how you can get you know what I mean? <laughs> um, where are you from in Yorkshire uh, so I'm from South Yorkshire Robots. in a place called Rotherham. Rotherham, Rotherham. nice okay Rotherham yeah. nice that's alright me and Myra yeah. Dubois from that same town are you still just to live there yeah, no, God, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. No, God, knew, God soon, no is the answer. <laughs> as soon as I knew that trains and megabuses existed, I was out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I will yeah. take that off my list of places to go in the UK. Yeah, then. I would have right. made it on the list in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, given your, uh, given your, your manner of being, how did that fit into Rotherham? It didn't. Did it not? No. It did not no. at all, no. No. How'd you deal with that? Oh, what do you deal with that? I, mean, what, I don't want to bring back horrible memories, but if that is a because yeah. it is a story. That I don't like generalising a place as well. So you don't like saying, "Oh, they're all like that there." But in, particularly in certain parts of Yorkshire, certain parts of Lancashire as well, certainly that there are real uh, stringent opinions that will probably won't ever change. Mm. Probably won't, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I wonder how that's you know in a, in a sort of non cosmopolitan area is that the right word you know somewhere mm. that's, that's very entrenched in what it is that's the thing like, I think somewhere is. for me growing up I mean you know I went to school like in the 90s and noughties for me growing up in that time it, there was a very clear social like hierarchy between okay. like women and men and what they were supposed to be like and how they were supposed to 
conduct themselves and the girls were supposed to be thin and you know submissive and boys were supposed to be rock hard and solid and drink yeah. cider and this that and the other and I was like I'm never going to be that thin person and I'm quite partial to a bit of cider on a Friday in the park yeah, yeah, yeah. so I kind of like in the park you know what I mean rather you know, rather you rather <laughs> so like you know I kind of like blended in with two because I really loved sports but it wasn't the girly sports so I kind of never fit I was a bit of an oddball okay. but I got on with everyone because like you know I, I was the funny one yeah 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 you yeah. know not the chubby one the one that Oh, you're looking proportion, you know yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of like. Yeah. So I kind of, it, it was all right. It was not bad, but you know, I, I experienced like quite a lot of bullying from people older than me. Like at the time, who have now like turned out to be gay. Yes, I know. Right. Yeah. And like, and you know, I got my bloody nose broke for nothing. Like just purely just for being gay. So I think it was quite difficult for my mum mm. to see me go through that, and she was very like protective over me. But at the same time, you can't, you can't protect yourself from that. You kind of got to come back to it 10 years later and go no do you know what this is what <clears throat> makes me who I am now yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean like, look at my career if I hadn't been for them calling me a boy constantly this that and the other and making me feel so defeminized, I wouldn't have found a way to liberate myself outside of it yeah, yeah. and some people it goes completely the other way it knocks them down it knocks them right down but for me it was like no I'm not letting this power sit over the top of me so it's taken another 10 years to work through it but here I am now trying to now go back to people that might be in my situation at their age and say Sodom yeah like <laughs> well that's the thing in it because there might be people you, you're right it's the sort of thing where you look back and you go god that was a shitty time but that did, meant this meant this meant this meant this mm. and it's um, the, but the down the real downside of it is some people in that situation wouldn't have the luxury of looking back in 10 years because it, yeah. would, it would have sent them off or yeah. it would, you know whatever it would so yeah we've all met uh, we've all like trust me babe I've stood at the edge of the cliff, cliff and gone <laughs> you know the metaphorical one you're ready yeah, going yeah. Sod this, mate. Yeah, Sod yeah, yeah. this, right? I don't get it. And felt like a victim. And then when I realised, it's not about being a victim. It's not about being a survivor of this stuff. It's about being a warrior mm. and not letting other people have too much control over your own self-sufficiency. Yeah. And unfortunately, it does happen. But there are shows and players and groups that, if we just had enough courage to go out to them, you would find like you would find some kind of like peace within them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now, like, I, I work with, like, younger people and we do workshops or uh, my friends themselves and we're just l lending that more of a bent ear towards them and sympathising with where they're at. Because a lot of it is courage. A lot of it is, like, courage to say, I, I'm very fully aware that I'm very different, but I have no idea what to do about it. Mm. But there's no. it seems like there's nobody teaching them at school from a young age I, that there is somewhere where I, they can I, be. I, I agree with that. I also think uh, the conclusion I sort of, uh, I think I've come to over the last few years is, is sit, sit, it could be viewed as courage, but also the idea that of not caring. And that's a, I think it's a hard thing to break down someone, even someone who understands what you're saying, to so just go, why do you care what that person thinks? Mm -hmm. You've already told me they're a prick. You've already told me you mm -hmm. hate them. You've already told me that they're horrible people. So why do you care what they're... And that's such a simple idea and so difficult to get beyond, you know? And, totally. and, and I know people that look back at their school days who had a horrible time at school, and they go, uh, you know, who said to me, I st it's still... I'm still bullied today, even mm -hmm. though those people probably haven't given me a second thought. In the, you know, I still think about it every day, and I still mm -hmm. think about it. Um, and I, I think that might be the 
the the not I was gonna say trick. That might be the, the you know the, the magic that needs to be put over people. Is go you gotta just accept that not everyone will like you. Some people will absolutely hate you. Some people don't like pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. How weird's that? Like, but so it's weird, hard, isn't it? Yeah, it's hard it really from the hard. inside to just to just it's go. So why do they do that? Why do people do that to me? Why do they, you know? And, and it can then take over your life. It can completely consume you. Where the actual decision is actually is actually relatively simple. You know, you like you've seen the way you've come in here today, and you know the sort of your, your forced personality and stuff. How you've come in here, and no one's judging in this room, and no one's thought anything at, at all in this room. And that's probably indicative of most of the world. Absolutely. Like, most yeah. of the world. There will be some dicks, there will be some people who shout stuff at you in the street, but they might shout something at you if you're wearing a short skirt and you're, you know, conventionally blonde and all the rest of it. They might shout some, something then. They might shout something if you're wearing glasses. They might shout mm-hmm. something if you're black. They might shout something, if, you know, for whatever yeah. fucking asinine, idiotic reason they they have to shout. The fact they shout at anyone anyway is enough to know, oh, you're an idiot. Look how much you make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look how yeah. much you irk them, because they're suffering more than you are by trying to be whatever it is that they think they're being. Yeah. So whenever, like, you know, and my mum used to say it when I was younger, they're just jealous, Luce. They're just jealous. And now I look back and I'm like, oh, she's right, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, because, like, I had these things and these skills, and, like, sometimes, like, the bullying and stuff can knock you down, and you go to this place where you're like, I'm not going to stand out anymore, I'm not going to do this. And then you suffer inside. And, I, like I said, like, I'm 29, and I still get offended by some things that people say. Don't think I'm not stupid, I, the, the, the way that some people look at me down the street. And I just think, clearly, if sometimes I'm like, <laughs> clearly, you find me, like, magnetic. Like, there's something that you find, like, wow, look, look at this person. And rather than ask questions, which I think is a lot of our problem, we don't ask those questions Like when we don't understand something. We just yeah. go, look at that, mate. <laughs> what a dick. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, rather yeah. than be like, wow, you look so different. Like, but how jeal- do you get to where you are? Jealousy is right, though. There is yeah. a, and it's a, it's a weird jealousy, because it's not that they're jealous because they want to dress how you do or because they want to... We had it in Peacock and Gamble. I was in a double act, mm. where, and it was so stupid, the live show. It was so... Actually, a lot of work went into it, but the actual product at the end was so stupid and so knockabout and so childish and two grown men just being really infantile. Mm. And we used to get really baffled when in our... Was it second... No, first year of Edinburgh, we had quite a few walkouts. Second year, we had none at all, and third year, we had a few again. Walkouts in particular People would just leave the show. No, 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 no. no, no. They just get to the point where they go, I can't can't deal with this. (laughs) But sometimes people would get genuinely angry. And because it was Mm -hmm. such an innocent show, Peacock and Gamble, it it was really innocent, so... Because of that, we used to be like, quite like, what? How can you get? How can you be angry with these boys? No, but I, I worked it out. I I think I worked it out. Is that I think it's because again, it's a jealousy thing. Again, is that your punters at Edinburgh? Yeah, you've got performers in there as well. But generally speaking, your punters at Edinburgh are people from Edinburgh or who live there, who've come out of the night, or you know, arty people or people that enjoy fringe theatre and all that. But the, the. I felt quite strongly that people were going... There was two things happening. They were sitting down and going, I've just left this at home with a babysitter. <laughs> right? <laughs> and the other thing was, I think there was a either subliminal or potent envy of going, what... How is this your job? Right. Well, I've yeah. been in an office job today. I've been, I work my fingers to the bone. Yeah. And you're coming out and you've got a bin bag on your arm that you're, you're saying is a ventriloquist puppet. Yeah. You're right, still right. moving your lips. Yeah. He's pissed off with him. This is the most childish thing. I, and I think, but I think that's an envy. I, en- I think you. that's envy. Totally. Uh, yeah, it's envy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because you, you're living in, an, in a space and you're conducting yourself in a way that they've completely locked themselves out. They're not allowed doing, to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, don't allow themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they, they have conformed 
Mm-hmm. Sod that bit. I'll be doing drag till I die. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, it's been nice speaking to you, genuinely. So the show's called Joan. Um, it's running at... I've not got your thing. Oh, so it's, it's the, uh, tomorrow we're in Cardiff, ha- and then at the 11th till the 22nd of April, we in, are at the Oval House Theatre. Get your tickets. That's in London, right? Yeah. Right. Okay, so 12th of April, Oval House Theatre, that's where it opens in London, 7.30pm, mm-hmm. and the tour... Um, goes on to the 3rd of June 3rd of June that's ages that's what they tell you but I'm, go- I'm going for the rest of the year so I don't know what <laughs> you're just cracking on. June. I'm going right. to stop forever now alright then well, well let's put it this way the, the official tour yeah. <laughs> is till the 3rd of June but uh, Lucy has decided that just like people's houses <laughs> and stuff no they've already told me that it's going on longer than oh, this right. is it okay so I don't, I'm probably not getting paid then am I <laughs> not after the 3rd of June not no that's, June, that's when they're paying on do you need, right. do you need paying a random payment would help wouldn't it but yeah, <laughs> it would yeah, be yeah. nice well look honestly genuinely nice to speak to you and, uh, and best luck with it thank it's, you uh, it sounds like, is there a website or anything like that with there it? is you can go into milkpresents.com please have a look at it please you know share with your friends and whatever you know people like that might be in like the LGBT community or people that have never seen anything like this before take the opportunity take the risk it won't let you down you might even get a kiss Mm. You can't, you can't do all that story. brilliant oh, promotion and then threaten lips. sexual assault. But no, there's but no get bad a kiss language. whether you want it or not. Is no there no bad language? No, no, what are you ready? <laughs> no bad language, no, no nudity, no language. or loud bangs. So is there that, we go. So there all those things. No, there's none of them. Winking. Liz Jane Parkinson, thanks ever so much. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Now, a little tribute to Rotherham here. This is In the Ghetto. On a cold and grey Chicago morning A poor little baby child is born in the ghetto And his mother cries Cause if there's one thing she don't need Is another hungry mouth to feed in the ghetto People don't you understand Child needs a helping He'll grow to be an angry young man someday I Take a look at you and me Are we too blind to see? Do we simply turn our heads and look the other way? Well, the world turns And a hungry little boy with a running nose Plays in the street as the cold wind blows in the ghetto And his hunger burns So he starts to roam the streets at night And he learns how right, to steal and he learns so, how to fight I, don't, I like Elvis a lot And I don't like taking In the Ghetto out It's a bit depressing I've... No, it's not depressing, it's brilliant. I've, I've no. fucked up, because I've, I've timed all the songs wrong. Well, that had another minute to go, but then we'd about to have gone straight to the end thing. So we'll say bye now. Okay, say bye. Okay. Anything else you want to say now before we go? Uh, no, just bye and doing the sh- recording the show later on me, so if you want to tweet in them with your questions, do. What? <laughs> What's that? Like, well, you know, if you, you want to tweet in with your questions, and then you just stop talking. Questions about what? Oh, I don't know. Actually, I don't know. To you? Asking anything. Right, we're, we're, pre, we're pre-recording a show later on from six to eight, so you can tweet stuff now to at Football Radio, or you can tweet stuff later on if you want. Or oh, boy ju- band or, member. Honestly, don't. Is, is it, what's he out of? Nine one one. Yeah. Don't even know what that is. Body shaking. See you next week. Sarah Mice coming up, and also I've got Sainsbury's bug there. And Mice is like, she's, she's little eyes light up then. 
Oh, he knows. lit right up. Look at that. Look, look at that. <laughs> See you in a bit. Everything I want to say, I can't. No, don't. <laughs> See you in a bit. Bye bye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes.